1: Tony done, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll.
2: In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast
3: roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers
2: Podcast.
3: Wow!
4: Wow!
5: What's the deal, Panther fans? Welcome to another edition of the C3 Panthers Podcast, brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. My name's Tony Dunn. You can call me the professor. We're here every Tuesday night, chopping up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective, hanging out with my homeboys after a tough loss. Tough loss. The Carolina Panthers fall 26-24. Uh, to the Cleveland Browns and what was meant to kick off a good season. And it already has us questioning what the, the, the strengths of this team could be. Is this a losing cause? How do we get things back together? And then I'm just trying to remind myself it's week one. There's a lot of football to play, but there's also a lot at stake as we go into New York where we laid the biggest of eggs last year. And I have upset a lot of people in the past saying that that game is one of the worst games that the Carolina Panthers have ever played in their history. Another game like that could mean disaster for this, that, uh, the psychology of this podcast, the psychology of the people out there listening right now, and also uh, probably the hopes and dreams of anybody involved on that team right now. So we've got all of that to talk about. Plus conspiracies afoot, um saquon going nuts christian mccaffrey not getting the ball and the panthers all of a sudden are a passing team like i told you we've got all that plus your cat calls and more and i'm gonna do it with my favorite homeboys right here i'm gonna pass the mic to my boy cody lashney how you doing
1: Tony and don at the nfl season has officially begun it did not end the way we wanted it to but you are right we are just beginning this NFL season, man. We have so much to cover and go through tonight. Not only do we have to go through this Browns postmortem, but we're going to talk about this matchup with the Giants. Everyone's saying that Saquon Barkley is back, looking like one of the better running backs in the NFL. Man, we're going to do it first and foremost with the best Panther fans in the NFL, Tony Dunn. You already know him and love him. It's our guy, Drew. Brad Holt, Just Don't Care, Lawrence Trevett, Jay Prey, Joey the Blind, Panther Esquivel, Panther Pickle, what's up with you? Richard Bowling, Roosevelt, Mongo, Skunk, Ape, Mysteries, Ted Seams, Tim Estes, Tyler Jones, and William Taylor, Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother, let's roll.
5: Man, um, you can call into the show um, at 252-228-5098. Support us by smashing the thumbs up button, uh, subscribing, helping us now on our way to 5,000 subscribers. How about that? We crested 4,000, and now we're just rocking and rolling all the way to 5,000. We got like 800 to go, but man, I think we can do it in like five weeks at this pace. And thank you so much for support, uh, monetary support. Like, just don't care with a $10 love bomb to start the show off. Man, we appreciate that support. And look, you can uh, continue to uh, support us in different ways. You can follow us on Twitter. You can download the podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. Just be part of the conversation, even if that means jumping on Discord. But one cool thing you can do is you can join the C3 Superfan Club. Just look for the Join button below, $1.99. ninety nine, small contribution per month gets you uh, some cool little loyalty sta- loyalty. Uh, it gets you kind of some stomping rights or what well, bragging rights in the chat. We appreciate that. And I also appreciate my man CK coming in and
6: hanging out and talking Panthers with us. Always happy to be here, man. We've uh we've had a little bit of time to to cool off, let uh logic prevail. Um whereas I'm sure there are people who are still going to bring emotion into the conversation. I'm uh I'm i am i am i I know we don't want to be blindly glass half full, but, man, I'm telling you, I saw a lot of positives out of this team that second half. Um, I think that I'm hoping that there's little fixes that need to be made, um, and since we only have to worry about one back this this week, I'm hoping that that allows for them to, to, to really hone in on what they're doing because we're not really having to worry about a ridiculous receiving threat Uh, Similar to last week, we don't have a Daniel Jones who is going to be lighting up the scoreboard, fingers crossed, Um, and and a defense that's quite questionable. It's not nearly to the same level that you have uh, with the Browns, but uh, every week's a a tough week, so it's going to be good to talk about what we saw, what we will see, um, but I'm happy to be here with you boys talking about it.
5: Talk about cooler heads prevailing, Greg. The Panthers stink, man, and the, rig- the NFL is rigged, and we got screwed, and we stink, so it's hard to say we got screwed when we stink it up, and man, I'm telling you, it's crazy. I heard Joe Person put it this way and uh, on WFNZ, and I'm kind of stealing the line, but I'm also crediting for him. Crazy to feel that week two is a must-win situation for the Carolina Panthers, Greg. They They stunk!
7: man i've had such an emotional last two days and it's crazy because before football season started my wife showed me this meme and it was uh, it was like one day away from letting a bunch of guys i don't know control my emotions for the next four months and i was like yeah that's that's ex-. and i told myself i wasn't <laughs> gonna get like right. that and i got so emotional over the injustice you know in this game right what i felt like was and we can you know go into it but uh yeah, it, it does kind of feel like it's a must win, and it really shouldn't because, like CK says, there are positive things to take out of this after I, my head's cooled a little bit and everything. So, I mean, we got a lot of stuff to talk about with that. I mean, I don't know. I, I just feel like even if we don't win week two, I don't feel like the season's over because if anybody else put up the numbers that Baker Mayfield did, what was he, 5 of 6 for 170 yards and two touchdowns? in the fourth quarter if anybody else did that they call it an amazing comeback <laughs> you know but for some reason people are trashing him for this because he didn't start right. until the fourth quarter we're gonna be great it. nine million fumbles that's and a nine that's
5: million
1: and again pure carolina panthers he's already one of us it's a tale of two halves yeah i mean it, it really is a tale of two halves i feel, like with that first half was nothing for us, so we got a great show tonight, man. I know you that's do. for
7: sure. We do.
5: Um, hold on, I'm trying to find this right now. Is uh, speaking of batted balls, um, let's pull down that comment real, real quick. Is uh, speaking of batted balls, uh, <laughs> Manscaped. Way. This show is sponsored by Manscaped this month, and you can help uh, them remain a sponsor with the with us through the season by supporting them you go to the website you use the code panthers and you can go out there and bat your balls with uh the lawnmower 4.0 and without fear um or shame or being scared of trimming your ju- or cutting your junk up you can make sure you don't got no afro puff down there and look i tell you this is too many men uh we forget or at least as a you think that grooming is not as important my my wife man she takes care of herself she spends so much time getting ready just to like go to the grocery store and i'm like this men, take care of yourselves show some pride in your below the waist area uh keep it clean keep it dry keep it fresh in case you need to use it right you hate to be there and be ashamed So you can go to Manscaped.com, use the promo code Panthers, uh, go buy some cool stuff from things to trim your beard and your ears and your nose, uh, things to keep you fresh and clean or just styling and profiling with that cool um, with the cool T-shirt. Everybody, I tell you, every time I wear my Manscaped T-shirt, somebody comes up and talks to me. Mm-hmm. They straight come up and say, like, everybody's got to say something from some old lady who'd be like, oh, I got such a kick out of your shirt. To, oh, you manscaped blah, blah, like everything. So go to manscaped.com, use the promo code Panthers. You get 20% off your discount, your, your purchase plus free shipping worldwide, wherever you're at. I know we got listeners across the pond. This applies to you as well. Cody, let's go ahead and get into the show. Uh, batted balls, fumbled balls, all of that. But somehow, uh, the Carolina Panthers actually are better, according to Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. Tonight's show is Panthers screwed and Rule booed. We have to listen to Matt Rule and look at his face all the time. He's like, mm-hmm. every time he's like, "Gosh, I can't stand looking at him at this point." Ws will make his face uh, more appealing to me for sure. But I tell you, the Carolina Panthers now are on a eight game losing streak. Is this right?
1: yes this is um indeed correct you put it on the slide here um let me uh change our our view yeah the panthers um and this is a stat that i remember at the end of last year and it has returned the panthers now have lost eight straight games dating back to last season and that's embarrassing man and you know i put it on twitter jokingly during the game that we you know now, we're the Browns of the NFL. We're the ones that are like, ah, we cannot get out of our own way. We're embarrassing and and how we're led as a as a football team. And Tony, tonight we're gonna get into this conversation of you know should the Panthers be a run first football team, be a pass first football team? Um, I mean, I'm of the opinion that we are built primarily at best be a run first aggressive, physical football team on offense and being a fast, aggressive defense. And for most of that game against the Cleveland Browns, I felt like neither of those things were true. I felt like at most times we were uninterested in bringing the football with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, And then when we did, it wasn't until late in the football game when we are having to fight and claw our way back into action. The defense was also, um, I feel, Lacking in a lot of areas, too. One of the things that we're going to key in on is our run defense and the fact that the Panthers continue to get run all up and down them on defense. And this is another problem that continued from last year. So at a time when Panther fans everywhere are trying to be hopeful about this brand new season, this future that we have, so many of the problems of the 2021 season are still rearing their ugly head. And we're just picking up the pieces, trying to figure out why.
5: The defense did stink it up, giving up 217 rushing yards. Struggle against the defense. Uh So let's do this. Let's kind of go around the horn real quick. Uh, impressions now that we've cooled off thoughts about this, uh, this team in the aftermath. And then we'll get to uh, Matt rule and what he thinks about this team versus last year. Um, Papa's go ahead and tell us, Greg, let's go ahead and bring Greg up into this is Greg. What do you think two days removed from, from the, this loss, this in many ways, heartbreaking loss. Now that you have had a moment to think about it, what's on your mind most?
7: Uh, Actually, after watching one of the Matt, the Met rule presser, uh, one thing kind of came to my mind and I was like, wow, I didn't really think about that. And now that I go back and look at it, it really he is really correct about this. And it's just uh, we had some explosiveness in some of the stuff plays. And I know we had two big plays, but I haven't seen big plays like that in a long time, a long, long time. Like I know that Robbie Anderson got, beat, you know, lone coverage. He went deep, whatever. But that ball traveled 56 yards in the air on a dime and i haven't had a quarterback that Moving can do that in a left. long time. Yeah, move. so i haven't had a quarterback that can do that in a long time. Yeah, he's going to make mistakes, he's not perfect, but that's a good ability to have. And with the weapons we have, that is one thing i can say we've improved on this year is the ability to go deep is going to open us up a whole lot more. I mean, i had to i had to keep reminding myself this is week 1. This is week 1. This is week 1. I hate losing week 1. You know, because if you win week 1, you can at least say i have the best record in the NFL. For at least one week. Mm-hmm. I have the best record in the NFL. Um, and I don't get to say that a, lot, a lot as a Carolina Panther. But after I've cooled down a little bit and gone back, I had to delete a few tweets after I ranted and felt kind of bad about them because <laughs> I went off. Um, I, I just – I think that I haven't lost hope. And I don't know if that's What did just... your tweet say that you deleted? What well, was the after, general I went, uh, nature I went after of Florio. It? It was basically just him, uh, not the article that he wrote, wrote pushing a narrative for the NFL. I didn't really, it's really anything that I didn't really need to delete. Like I didn't like do a lot of cussing and I didn't really, I didn't say anything bad about him, just his take on this. Uh, And it was like five tweets long, but I was like, I don't need to put this out there. I started to feel like I was putting poison out in the world, you know, like. People are entitled to their opinions. And if I don't agree with it, I don't have to read his article. And that was kind of the point I got to. And I was like, let me just delete this. So You mentioned you
5: mentioned explosive plays. CK, I think that uh, – th- was this the third uh, year in a row that Robbie Anderson has had a big play in week one? Um, It kind of feels I that I don't remember right? if he had one last year. I know that the first game it with did- Teddy Bridgewater, Ooh. he had a big one.
6: I don't remember he if it was the first game, though. You might be right. Mm. Um – I think he did do, last year though, yeah. I know I mean I know he definitely had one um but it was early but I can't remember if it was the uh, against the Jets or not. Um the thing that I'll say about it is like I know there's going to be a lot of conversation surrounding this defense and the run defense. The thing is as you see in the chat like how many yards were after contact is the real problem. The benef- the thing that should be a positive that we should look at is our defense was in position to stop those runs. They were where they needed to be to stop the run. The problem was they didn't execute. Now, I'm not ready to take that off of the the coaches because we didn't give Ron Rivera that benefit, right? Um we said that, you know, missed tackles are on on the on coaching. And I I'll be honest with you, I am so tired of missed tackles being a big part of our conversation when it comes to our defense. I, listen, I, it's a huge issue at this point in time. Um, I think I'm I'm still prepared to blame Phil Snow, but the fact that our defense was in position for those those uh, those uh, pretty much every single run play to stop it uh, close to, if not behind, the line of scrimmage should be encouraging because I think the missed tackles are things that can be fixed. Um, I think it's just a If I'm if I'm guessing, I think that it has more to do with the fact that we went with such a young defense and we aren't going like there's we are very speed oriented, right? We're not strength oriented. So when we go against a guy like uh, like Chubb, like the reality is, unfortunately, that dude can power through a lot of our defensive players. We need to get some some strength on that defensive line. And that's what Derek Brown was supposed to be, um, you know, but he can't be everywhere you know, and, and you know, and if anywhere really at that, at this point.
1: I do want to pose this. I, I I think one of the things that we maybe kind of put our heads in the sand about regarding uh, this offseason is that defensive line. And so much of the conversation was around whether or not Scott Fitter and the Carolina Panthers would add another defensive end. The name Carlos Dunlap was heavily floated and associated with us. He ends up signing with the Kansas city chiefs. So, Again, like the guys that we have on our D-line, these are the guys that we're going to be running with all season. And it really does make you worry. Yes, the Cleveland Browns have one of the better run-blocking offensive lines in the NFL. That needs to be stated. And two of the better running backs in the NFL. That is true. But like I mentioned earlier, the fact that stopping the run has been such a problem for the Carolina Panthers... And we know that even in our front office, there were real talks about continuously trying to upgrade that defensive line. I, I'm going to be honest: when you see a guy like Saquon Barkley coming off of his best performance, it really makes you pause about what he might be able to do against us.
5: I don't know if we buried our heads in the sand, uh, Cody. Is that we've been talking about how this defense was been built from back to front and? You know, people are worried about the Hassan Redick, ex, you know, exit. I don't think he would have really helped in this situation, <laughs> to be we honest. Like, that it
1: wouldn't be as much of a problem as we fear that it might.
5: It it looks like it could be very, it could be problematic. You know, it's like uh, you can cover a lot of things up with a good pass rush half the time. Right, But if you don't have a good pass rush in this league, and when I say pass rush, that means, I mean, obviously getting after the quarterback, but also just defensive fronts. You know what I'm saying? The ability uh, to muscle up and man up and make big plays, whether it is in the run game, whether it's in pressuring them, is that when plays have the opportunity to go as they're designed, that's problematic, right? Is that like when offense can run a play and it works like the way they drew it up on the board, that's a problem and Mm -hmm. to disrupt that it has to start with the defensive front it feels like in my mind so and and the other thing is that if this is a pass in league um and you're gonna have teams pass against you and you're not getting to that quarterback it doesn't matter who you're playing they're gonna look good you give Mm -hmm. them enough time and you go back and look at this defensive performance guys um you look. I'm. I'm not ready. I'm done. No excuses being made. But like when you throw the ball a lot on offense and you don't convert it, your defense is out there a lot. So our our defense went out there a lot. But our problem was is our defense did not make any third down stops. It felt like none. And man, and it looks like they did. Co- they they did convert forty. I think I had it pulled up earlier. It was they were only forty eight percent. Only forty four. They were forty four percent. I think against us oh. on fourth on third down. Oh. But, like, the idea – I mean, like, you don't want to be up that high. Like, you want to hold teams, like, in, the, I would think, in, like, the 20 and 30% um, on third down, you know. And it felt like every time – and this has been something with Carolina and if it was maybe just a continuation of last year's defense is every yeah. time the Panthers needed to get off the field, they just didn't. Right. Um. And then you go to this game is there's a lot of opportunities for you to get off the field and really – slow the bleeding in this case, right? At the end of the second half, right? We kick it out of bounds. We give them good field position, but they converted like a third and 12, a third and eight, a third and four, like all in these cr- crucial moments, it felt like. And, uh and, you know, the Panthers just couldn't get off in that opportunity. And then at the end, um at the end when you need to get a stop in the fourth quarter and you're up, like, right? you know what I'm saying? you, Got ahead. This is like we kicked the game-winning field goal. Too much time on the clock. You know the Panthers again, and Baker Mayfield fumbling at in that time. You know is that we were down there, and it was first and ten or whatever. I mean, like on first down, he fumbled it, and then and then Christian McCaffrey went into the muck on second down, and then we got a little bit on third, and then we you know and then we kicked the field goal. It felt like we were once we got in field goal range. There was no intent to just score. And
2: yeah, right. I know
5: that you don't have to attack the end zone like too aggressively to maybe potentially throw the ball over, but at least run some plays that maybe get you a first down, grind that clock down even more, and then the bad luck on defense happens. Guys, let's talk about this. Is uh, I didn't even notice it during the game. I was so upset. I was so upset you know when we kicked that field goal i was so exuberant i was like this is what's gonna change this is what baker gives us an opportunity to win which i do stand by that i think he's gonna be is a, a significant upgrade in just the it factor in this case fumbling it everywhere but i thought man we're gonna win this sucker and then mm-hmm. i look at the clock somebody goes oh you're gonna walk out right now i was like yeah i, mean, yeah, I gotta go do my post-game show uh, I was like feeling that I'm <laughs> yep. looking at it. And I'm like, oh, you know what? They are probably going to win. And what do you know that rough in the passer call? Once that happened, I was like, it's done, mm-hmm. done. And I didn't even really pay attention to the snap thing. But this has dominated the conversation since, or at least for many Panther fans since the game. Uh, Cody, tell us what happens and what we, I wasn't even paying attention to, frankly, at the end of that game.
1: So there's really two things to talk about here. One, it is the ridiculous roughing the passer call that Brian Burns got at the end of the game. He literally walks the right tackle uh, right back into the face, or the left, pardon me, right back into the face of Brian Burns. And it, they, they call it a roughing the passer penalty, saying that his arm hit his head. I think Greg was looking at it earlier today. It literally never <coughs> happened. And, by, by the way, it was one of Brian Burns' best moves uh, of that entire game. Like, it was apt. It was timely. He did his job. He used that power in that 10 pounds of muscle that he put on. Uh, and, and they still gave him a BS roughing the pasture call. But then, on top of that, it's not just that one. But then we get to a point where Jacoby Brissett and them pull up. And then they end up doing a fake spike. Now, this is very against the rules. You're not allowed to do this. Apparently, Mike Florio was defending this on behalf of the Browns, saying that it was within the rules. Turns out it's not, so Mike Florio had to then walk back uh, his original statements. End zone angle shows Jacoby Brissett executing a fake spike before the actual clock-killing spike. Matt Rule was right. The Browns should have been penalized. For the intentional grounding. What's even funnier about all of this is that if you go back to the original broadcast, they say it during the game. They tell you exactly what it is. They say it's a fake spike, or that, and then he uh, actually made the spike. Don't believe me? Listen for you. There's no foul on
8: the play. The player.
4: Faked the spike and then threw
1: the spike. The player faked the spike <laughs> and threw the spike. He
5: said there was no foul, and then explained why it was a foul. <laughs>
1: exactly, dude. So, so look, man. I think Greg has a point. There might be a conspiracy here, dude. And I, I, I I'll, I'll be honest. A lot of fans were mad at us in our post-game show. They felt like we didn't talk of this. Enough, and part of it is we're reacting in the moment. There's so much to break down, there's so many things that we want to say, but it was a big time penalty. And there is a large portion of the Panther fan base that believes that the Panthers were robbed, that we were straight up robbed, that we did enough to come back and win that football game in more than one different way. And the referees just gift wrapped it to the Cleveland Browns.
7: Mm -hmm. So Real quick, let me hop into both of those two because that is, for me, what's been my emotion the last two days. Now, I went back and watched both of these plays numerous times, frame by frame, pausing it, taking screenshots, everything else. So, I sent a screenshot in the chat. I don't know if you want to share it on here just because of where I got it from, and I don't want to put things out here that are going to get us shut down. But just to show you, Cody, Brian Burns' arm, you're right, never touches. Never touches Jacoby Brissett. However his helmet does pop him very quickly. Maybe not too hard, but and I sent you the picture of it. His helmet does pop him right in the face mask. And that's why they call the roughing the passer. I don't think it was roughing the passer, but his helmet, and, and that, that's kind of a bad angle. But if you look at the angle from the end zone, you actually see the impact. Cause I kept watching over and over and I saw Jacoby set's head get rocked back, but I couldn't figure out why, because Brian Burns arm never touches him. And then as I kind of zoomed in and watched it frame by frame, He does make helmet-to-helmet contacts with him. So I've got to concede that one. That technically was a roughing the pass. No,
6: that one's not roughing the passer because his helmet may have, but he didn't lower his helmet to initiate contact. Okay, that's a a fair point.
7: I, I, I I can say that's true. I didn't see his head go down, but you're right. I mean, he made contact, but anytime
5: helmet and helmet and quarterbacks happen, you know that they could throw it, but you're right. They did change the rule this year too, where inadvertent hand swipes don't like, uh, if you touch their helmet with your hand and it's not like meant like to be a, a move, you know what I'm saying? Like some defensive attack, just inadvertently that you don't get the penalty. But right. then this
7: fake snap mumbo jumbo. That's the big one right there because like Cody says, he says it and this was the big tweet that I put out and I didn't delete it and I felt bad because I was kind of I cussed a little bit and I was kind of talking a little shit, which is fine. I got more generation out of this tweet than I really ever do when I put anything out there because I don't tweet a lot, you know? And that's what kind of made me feel bad. I was like, I'm putting negative stuff out there and people are just loving it. And I was like, I don't want to be that negative guy. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, internet, bro. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, what, the that's what Twitter is for. <laughs> But look, the referee specifically says, like you said, he faked it, and then he uh, snapped. And he did the fake snap, or did the actual snap, yeah. or excuse me, spiked the ball. Spike. Literally in the rule book, it says those exact words, and it's the reason that it's a rule is because it's wrong to do that. So either the referee doesn't know his job, which is likely, or something's afoot.
5: Is it illegal you know?
7: because is it illegal kind of like because of the Kenny Pickett play
5: in college where he fake slid and then I everybody's think it's been like oh we're not going to tackle and then we're going and then they go for it so you could fake the snap and then let the defense stand
7: up and then like bootleg out for a touchdown or something Boy, I think it fit- goes back to the Brett Favre days to be truly honest with you cause Brett Favre used to do that and now you can snap it and st- like step back and not take a knee, but as far as a spike goes, you can't do that because I think Brett Favre used to do that, or I don't know, maybe. But
1: well, but you can also clearly see why it's against the rules, right? If I if I fake the spike and, and then it, it, someone ends up jump and like, listen, I see that it's a fake spike, then I jump and then they spike it. It's a penalty. It, it, it's it's a BS penalty, offsides That's waiting that waiting to happen. So you yeah. you you cannot do that. And sure enough, they did. And this goes back to a a debate that I've I've heard on the internet for a long time. The referees are part-time employees. They are Mm -hmm. not full-time employees by the NL. And you would think a multi-billion dollar organization like the NFL with so much different money involved and now there's sports gambling involved. Like you think that they would go the extra way. And pay the extra money to make sure that they have the most knowledgeable referees right. in the world, especially with a game as nuanced and complex as NFL football.
7: I don't think you can unionize as part-time employees, and maybe that's one of the reasons why they keep them like that. Could you imagine if there was a referee union and just to just to say there is corruption, with yeah. it. if there's an if there's a referee union, I
1: think hit the nail some on of the that head, would stop, right?
7: you know? Yeah. So I'm yeah. just saying that, that's one of the reasons. Maybe so
1: uh by the way uh cK we need mm-hmm. your services my brother because we have a brand new member of the sweet fan mm. club
6: I would like to personally welcome u a u link Australian link maybe I don't know, but welcome in to the c3 super fan club you are greatly appreciated my friend.
8: Awesome, welcome loss.
5: to the club. Uh, look, we need everybody to go ahead and smash that thumbs up button. 195 people watching right now, so let's get those thumbs up and subs up and uh, let's get your calls in at 252 228 5098. Let's hear what Matt Rule had to say uh, after uh, this loss because right now is like what, what I think the conversation and we're going to kind of talk about this as we go into the Giants game. And as also we start previewing the Giants throughout the week and uh, debating about it and stuff like that is the question is, is this loss an unfortunate loss for the Carolina Panthers, right? And like a a lost opportunity or missed Mm -hmm. opportunity to use the Ron Rivera words and really just one game in a long season, or is this loss emblematic of, um, deeper problems and more systemic problems. And that's really going to be the fear that lives in Carolina Panther fans hearts until it doesn't right is right now is until there is significant evidence that the Panthers are better. We have to not assume, assume that this is a a bad thing to be honest. Matt rule was asked about uh, what he thought about this team Mm -hmm. after getting to watch the tape and you heard what we thought. So let's hear what Matt rule had to say.
2: I think I think probably the feeling around the building the feeling that I had when I watched the tape was we're obviously disappointed, uh, but we're we're not discouraged. Um, There's so many places where we're so much better than we were last year. Um, And, uh, um, you know, despite the fact that we played probably as bad about as poorly as you can play on offense in the first half. um, You know, we lost a turnover battle. We lost a third down battle. Lost the line of scrimmage. We lost the rushing battle. We lost the protection battle, and we still, at the end, had a chance to win. You know, so um I feel like he's that ref. Like teams fight and grit. I like the way they put it together in the fourth quarter. I thought, I thought the offense. You know, one of the things you know I told the team, you know, going into the game was, hey, I I hope we come out clicking right away on offense. But the reality is, sorry, so we're still down here.
1: All right. Yeah, what the hell was uh, that? That's but- so awkward. That that was like some crazy like noise train. going on. It was like a train. In the back. Yeah. Like he stopped for almost 30 seconds. So yeah. wait yeah. for this damn sound to go away. It was so weird. He was
5: worried that freight train was coming at, coming to crush him right there. Uh, yeah. So what Matt Rule says this about the first thing he says is, uh there's so many things we're better at as a team. And then he listed how bad we were as a team like (laughs) uh, you you lost the turnover battle you lost the defensive battle you lost the trenches you lost the yardage battle you lost everything it goes but we almost won it uh what are we better at as a team is what i'm asking and i really surprisingly think it's like really just baker mayfield to be honest
6: I, I mean, I, don't I think know. that I think yeah. that uh, me personally, I do believe after watching that, I think our offensive line got better as the game went on. Um, so I do think that there is something to be said about that. Um, I think that our quarterback play is better, uh, but I think personally, what I again I said it in the post game, and I think we saw it. I, I as much as they don't want to talk about, they they said that they just executed the game plan there towards the end. I think they changed their game plan, and that's something that we haven't seen. Um, you know, we haven't seen this team come back. And I might be losing you guys; so my internet's doing its thing. But um, the uh, we we haven't seen a team come out of halftime and change the game plan uh, in in a, in a way that's going to you know positively affect the outcome of the game. Um, that this is this looked like it was going to be a lot worse than it did. I I, I think there was. Plenty enough to be optimistic about moving forward. I I don't think that this is nearly bad uh, enough for us to be feeling like this is going to be an zero and seventeen team, um, which I'm not sure many people believe that to be the case. What
5: if now, we would have played
6: a better team, though? What if we well, would have played a that's,
5: better that's, team? That's all, kind all of what we're asking,
1: right? Like that—that's kind of what we're asking. Like, did the Panthers? lose a very close game to a good football team. Like, I, we're all kind of good but we all shit on the Browns. But look, there is a reason why that organization thought they were one quarterback away. Say what you will about Deshaun and all his crazy escapades. Like, they believe that they have a very good roster and that Baker Mayfield wasn't getting it done with that roster. So if you look at those things, they do have a good defense. They do have a good defensive line. Jeremiah Obusu koromoa their middle linebacker, is a really good football player, and he was shooting the gaps really well against our uh, against our offense. And then something that Matt Rule was asked about in one of those press conferences, um, it was about the quarterback competition. And I forget if it was yeah. Joe Person who said, "Do you think that maybe your offense wasn't quite able?" And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but do you think that maybe your offense? wasn't quite able to rhythm because you went through this quarterback competition. And he basically said no. He said that this is something that had to happen for the team, and and this is something that Baker and Sam both needed to go to. The problem is I don't really care what Matt Rule says, guys. I'm a firm believer that Matt Rule, every step of the way, has put the Carolina Panthers one step behind everyone else because of how he implements all these different competitions on our football team throughout the preseason. I do think that it is rearing its ugly head now when you see some of the, like, look at that first half. All of those batted passes, every single play, like, you completely go away from running the football. There was no cohesion. And I'm sorry, if that's uh, Matt Rule and Ben McAdoo, then I don't know who is.
5: Let's go ahead and bring up clip two where we talk about this offense because this is uh, where we're, we're about to go to our prize picks and uh, do that segment. And start looking through what we need to face coming up this week. Um, but for all the talk about the Panthers being a running team last year, I told you, that, hey, you know what's been consistent uh, from year to year is Matt Rule's flip floppiness. Uh to yes. way to blow in the wind mm-hmm. from whatever it is. I told you guys I was suspect about that. I thought that running football team was just talk. Uh I didn't think he really bought into it. I think that the hiring of Ben McAdoo uh clearly shows that. And then the real question mark comes to up is that Christian McCaffrey had 10 carries in this game. He didn't he had his only his fourth touch by the end of the second quarter, it felt like. And really, uh I'm probably seven out of ten of those carries probably came in the second half, to be honest, or on the goal line at that case. Let's hear what Matt Rule had to say about uh this team's offensive philosophy uh going through week one.
2: I think I think probably the feeling around the building, the feeling that I had when I watched the tape was we're obviously disappointed, uh, but we're we're not discouraged. Um there's so many oh this is clip. So this is clip one, me. I think. Yeah,
5: this is the same clip. Did
1: you send me is it th- the same clip? It
5: uh, might yeah, be uh oh production error on Tony's part if I sent the same clip twice. So the idea really what comes out is this is the Panthers just were so pass heavy in this game, right? Yeah
1: um, okay, I got it, I got the original.
5: All right, let's see what Matt Rule had to say about this high. Uh, the high volume of passes
2: you have to be able to throw the football I mean if you want to if you want to win Super Bowls and win I mean some teams can win right now by by running the ball and you know but the teams that win uh, down the stretch and, and win and win in the playoffs are the teams that can throw the football and um, so uh, we kind of have gone with that mindset now we want we have Christian McCaffrey we have, we want to run the football don't get me wrong we want to be balanced but we're also going to run it when it's there we're not going to hit our head against the wall I think Last year, you heard me lots of times trying to react to the situation we were in and say, like, hey, our best chance with our defense is to slow the game down and and, and run the football. I, I feel like uh, our offensive line has significantly improved. We have guys who can make plays. Um, you, know, two of the, two, hmm. since, you know, two of the more explosive passing plays happened, you know, Robbie on the deep ball and Ian on the whatever that was. Um, but it wasn't consistent enough. And so no matter what you do, no matter what you do, your run team, if you're not executing at a high level, it's going to look like we lost their identity because you're kind of grabbing and stuff. I just told the guys today, um, we play with great effort and execute. We didn't always execute on offense or defense or special team level. All
5: right, so there's Matt Rule um, really backtracking from everything he said last year. Uh, and and do you it know really To be honest, yeah. To be honest, I, I get his point here, and I, I agree. Is that like it feels like you're passing the ball a lot? and that's your philosophy when you come out and you try to pass it on the first down and get yourself in a bad situation. It's kind of like, you know, you kind of start to stumble into this passing and then you, if that none of them go right, you don't get another drive to, to start to balance it out. And then you come back and you're behind, you know, so it can, uh, you can get away from it, but the, where I don't agree, or at least where it concerns me about this is like last year, we were better built to be a running team. And this year, were better built not to be, and we have Christian McCaffrey this year. We have a better offensive line, and at the end of the day, we just didn't try to run the ball at all in really any part of this game, and I don't even need some kind of massive commitment to it. It just was clear Christian McCaffrey, even after he made a good play, they're bringing in Dante Foreman, and he's not even back out there. The misuse of Christian McCaffrey was just, or the lack of use. I just don't know what was going on. Even in that, and they were like, "Oh well, he was supposed to be looking for Christian. He was doing." I do not feel that at all. So flip flopping in this man, Matt Rule is going to be a punchable face until he isn't.
1: He licks anger, puts it in the air, checks what yep. way the wind is blowing. And that's what the Panthers are going to do, baby. And and I'm telling you, this man has no vision. This man says all the good things. He says all the things that rah-rah, and we're going to do this, and we're not going to be ourselves, and and, and all these different idioms and different things. But at the end of the day, he really has no cohesive vision for what he wants the Panthers to be. And I I, I listen, maybe this is just me. You can call me a Debbie Downer or, or... pessimistic or whatever, I do not believe that this offense is going to be successful passing the football that much more than running it when we are so built to run it. Your first round pick, Akema Kwanu, you drafted him partly because of his ability in the run game. Get him moving upfield. Let him be strong and physical and bully uh, linebackers on the second level and get them out of Christian McCaffrey's way. The fact that we did those upgrades and now we are choosing to double down on being this West Coast-style pass-happy offense, well, we didn't see any LaVisca Chenault. We didn't see any Terrace Marshall Jr. Robbie Anderson, I mean, pardon me, DJ Moore, was barely existent most of that football game. So, again, if they're behind the curve, they're painfully behind the curve, and if they're going to be a pass-happy football team, then this Sunday against the Giants, they must have a markedly better performance throwing the football than this for us to have any faith that they're going to continue to do this down the road.
5: All right, uh, guys. Let me see if I can get this layout to work. I need the layout that has it so that this junk looks good. Why? How? What do we got to do, Cody, to get you guys there? We Nothing
1: go. Either. That's it. <laughs>
5: Thank you. Uh, look, is uh, this week? Well, don't forget the show uh, is also sponsored by um, Prize Picks, and Prize Pick is your daily fantasy sports uh, play that you need to go and have fun with. Promo code C three gets you a hundred percent deposit bonus. And you can go there and make picks on individual players um, and you parlay, well, not parlay, you pair these picks together um, and you have an opportunity to win three, four, five, even ten times your money. Uh, and it's things that we're going to get right. Tough week for the C3 Panthers podcast when it came to prize picks here, guys. <laughs> we'll go to this. Is, uh, and you know what? I, To be honest, I'm not even mad about it. Uh, like, I don't think the picks were problematic. I think that uh, some of the the way that the game turned out, right, uh, and all of this just makes less sense. Uh, I put in a late one yesterday uh, for a two-pick. Should have won this one. Russell Wilson couldn't get a second touchdown, mm-hmm. right? Come on, man. That should have been easy money. <laughs> I was. The, Really, the scary one was Matt Jones under, and if it wouldn't have been for a pass interference or a, a missed call on a pass, inter- like he could have. That Here we go. Another one I thought last week that turned out to be what I felt like is a solid play here. Nick Chubb, we talked about would he get over 16 15 and a half carries or more, should I say, than 15 and a half carries. He got 22 and Christian McCaffrey could not even touch the rushing yards, which some people said you can go ahead and put that in the bank. Only 33 yards rushing Matt Rule did mention that when the fumbled snap that Christian McCaffrey picked up and then put, pulled off like 30 yards did not count towards his rushing stats because it was a fumbled recovery. Yeah. So that right there could have been the power play you wanted. Mm. And then this one right here, guys, if we go here, Uh Baker Mayfield didn't make the 19 and a half uh pass completions. I still think in a game that was any cleaner that just was not as ugly as this, not a terrible look. Christian McCaffrey didn't even come close on the receiving yards. That's the funny part. Even if you're gonna pass it a lot, why is Christian McCaffrey not more more of that? And is this true? Tom Brady only had 44 yards passing and they blew out the Dallas Cowboys?
1: <laughs> I was watching House of the Dragons, so I kind of missed most most of that game. But yeah, it uh it got out of hand. And Dak is hurt for uh, like 11, like or eight or nine weeks or something like that. Mm. Yeah, apparently it wasn't a big game.
5: All right, so let's use prize picks as we are each and every week. Don't forget the promo code C3, simple one, the C3 podcast. Just put C3 and gets you 100% deposit bonus and go out there, folks, and let's put some coin in the bank. And we're going to put some coin in the bank this week. Uh, because we're gonna make some we're gonna make up some grounds when it comes to these picks here, but we're also going to use this as a kind of a um springboard into conversation of what the matchup is going to look like. the Carolina Panthers head to New York where last year they were just decimated um last week I met mean, last year against the um against the New York Giants. And the Panthers' offense didn't even put up 150 yards total, 177 yards total, right? Um, look, Easy Crepe says I won two of these using the promo this week. Right, that's great to hear, man. So, so go in there and support our sponsors, and they will continue to support us. It's a kind of a cool way for everybody to win here. Baker Mayfield, more or less than 215 and a half passing yards. His fantasy score. Now we gotta look into this. What, how they calculate fantasy scores? Because every league I feel like is different when it comes to fantasy scores. So you gotta look at that. What that is. Christian McCaffrey's rushing yards goes down ten yards after the poor performance or lack of performance. And fantasy score twenty three. Uh, are these? What are the numbers that stand out to you here? Um, if I'm gonna pick one. I like DJ Robbie Anderson over 36 and that about uh, more than 36 and a half yards. That's, that's like the that one too. I would jump on.
7: Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. What's the 6.5 up there? Scroll up a little bit. Is that the fantasy? Oh, that is the fantasy
5: defensive the special teams here. So if we, that's a, again, how
7: do you, cal- how do you calculate that? That's true. How do you, how do they calculate? Hmm. You know, uh, you I can don't click, know, on, we'll you can click on the it. three bars up there. You see this the little bars in the top left uh, corner and it shows you how it calculates it. Oh, well, it will show you how the score's calculated after it's done, I guess. So go to a okay. defense from last week. Or well, if anybody picked okay. a defense from last week, I'm not sure. That'd be the only way to find that out, I think. Okay. Um, all right. Let, let's this is
5: Caroline is going on. Do you think <laughs> Baker May does Baker Mayfield have a bounce back game? What do you put up this year? Two thir- this week, last week, two thirty five. Yeah. So here is that this is a solid number, right? I mean, right. this is something that's achievable. If you have any semblance of a decent game at quarterback mm-hmm. um, and at the rate we were trying to move the ball around, you got to think Ben McAdoo wants to um, kind of go back home and spoil uh, the Giants' day, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, what numbers stick out to you here? Do you uh, like more or less on Baker Mayfield? That's right on.
7: What all I was
1: going to say is that you know now looking at uh, the Browns game, I think every defensive coordinator is going to be telling their team to get their hands up at the line of scrimmage. If you don't get home on your rush, get your hands up, impede his throwing lane. So that one's tough. Um, I don't. I I I went through and looked at uh, the the post game highlights uh, from just about every game. The, the the defense didn't really stand out too much for me uh for the Giants but at at this point I just really don't trust uh that kind of that kind of yardage for Baker Mayfield. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't sit right with me.
7: I I don't know if you knew this either with those uh, little bars on the top top there. It'll show you like uh, how they break down the score. But if you click it again, it'll show you how many times in the last five games he's hit that average. Like you see the the bars right there. So he's hit 215 times, three times or two times out of the last five games. So if you want to go a little deeper when you make these picks, that's a good way to look at it. Oh, that is a good one right here.
5: So that's that's going back to his days. I'm, I think this, if I'm making this play right here, which we might make it, we don't have to make this one right here. I'm going more, CK. I mean, I just mm-hmm. uh, like, it, it really seems like this, is that the Carolina, like, if if it's less than that, we're going to be coming on
7: the show upset. Yeah. I think he's angry, too. I think he's good angry, and he wa- I mean.
0: I think if he would have just hoping. not fumbled it
7: five times. If he would have not fumbled it
5: five more times, he probably would have had 80 more yards.
7: Very sure possible. Yeah.
6: So, uh, uh C- CK, did you have something
1: you wanted to jump
6: in on? I mean, no, no. I mean, I was just saying, like, okay. uh, he, his question was, do I think that he's got the over here? I think that Baker Mayfield's coming back and he will have the over. Um, and that's not me just being a homer. I think so many people are going to look at this and think that, you know, we're just being homers if we believe that he's going to go over. But I mean, we have nothing to indicate we're going up against a defense that's miraculous, that's going to be able to stop. Uh, you know, the, the the passing attack. And I think we're going to get more. I think we're going to get more of our wide receivers involved this week. The fact that Terrace Marshall saw zero offensive snaps along with Higgins along with uh, Chenault. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's I, I think they're going to make an effort to try to spread that around. I don't know if this, I I know we only played 50 offensive snaps compared to like 80 uh, defensive snaps. But when you have your one and two wide receivers at 100% of the offensive snaps, that seems a bit, a bit crazy.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really think this is look, they got Daniel Jones at 210, and he looked like. Garb. He looked worse. He looks. He looks horrendous right here. So I just have to feel like is that I'm sure. Like uh, I understand it's not the most confident bet right here or a play, but I would say that Baker Mayfield has. It's like hard for him to do worse than he did in the in last week. Yeah, but honestly, I wonder if the the
1: criticism, like Matt Rule even said in one of the press conferences, in hindsight, yeah, maybe we should have ran the ball a little more earlier. I think. And Christian McCaffrey, uh, more than uh, fifty-five and a half. I like that. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, a stat that you were looking at that I also like, just based on what we've seen, they had Saquon Barkley at seventy That's plus. Seventy. Mm-hmm. I, I I like that too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm gonna be real with you right right now. <laughs> um, and I, I hate that we're saying this so early on, man. But right now, what? Why should we have faith? that our defense is going to be able to stop the run. Like, they were bullying us. They have a first-round pick at left tackle and right tackle, and Saquon blocks is back to being healthy. And it's like you said, Tony, it, Daniel Jones is not it. That dude is not a good quarterback. So now that they have Saquon doing this, and they, the, the run defense isn't up to snuff, to me, that's a pretty damn safe one.
7: I agree with you. I think that's a safe one too, because I think I think we're going to give up that many yards. But didn't, if I'm not mistaken, didn't the Giants beat the shit out of us last year without Saquon? Bob, I, oh no, 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 they did there, beat really? the crap
5: out of us, but <laughs> they were horrible too.
7: That's yeah, what I'm they saying. Were they were horrible they and they the beat the, the crap shit out of out us, last and
5: year. they were still bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I mean, they didn't even play well in the game, and they still yeah. beat us. Okay, um, we beat ourselves in that one. All right, so here is: Do you guys do they have which carries
1: one? for uh, not, Saquon? Not,
5: no, not yet.
7: It that twenty fantasy right. points looks good for Saquon too. I'd I'd be willing to bet. I mean, if he gets eight seventy yards and rushing and forty yards carrying one touchdown, he's gonna get twenty fantasy points. Yeah, you know. So it's That's your pretty safe bet you, for him
1: if you want to go more with Baker Mayfield on that entry, uh, with more on Christian McCaffrey. And
9: uh,
5: you're, you're, you're a is, more kind
1: guy,
9: huh?
5: I think so. I mean, I don't know. Is this would probably, I'm trying to figure out which one do you, uh, what we feel the least confident in. Out of, those out three? of this, out of these three, because here, Fisher I think Christian feel. McCaffrey is going to have a makeup, you know, there there's going to be a correction. Right. And so it went from, we, we thought he was going to easily have more. And when he had 67 yards or 50, uh, 65 yards last week was the, was the number to hit. This week, it went down 10. You almost, I think you're getting value here with that Christian McCaffrey because they have to push the number down because of the performance last week, and the Panthers have to push it up because of the performance last week. So I think these two I'm confident with. The question is, do they go away from Robbie and more to DJ? Do they diversify more in this? I would say I still think 36 – I mean, that's – That's That's a five catch game. Mm -hmm.
7: Not even a five catch game. You can catch that in two catches, really. I mean,
5: and then to be honest, I just don't. We got to make one, at least one pick from another team, right? So I think we could go here. And you guys said, see, I think 70 and a half, you think like basically the Panthers just can't stop the run. Doesn't matter.
7: I think it's a pretty safe bet, to be
1: honest. Am Am I wrong in thinking that?
5: So it's just more here. Oh my gosh. The only that. thing
7: I like better about the fantasy point thing is it encompasses everything It encompasses touchdown points it encompasses catches, receptions, mm-hmm. like yards, receiving everything else. So it's, I feel like it may be, you can not get to 70 rushing yards and still score 20 fantasy points.
5: All right. So here's what we can do. We could either go with the flex play here. And if we get three correct, you get, uh, we would get like 12 We get four correct, we get twenty-five, or we go four, which I like. I like going. I like going all the way here. Power play it. How do we feel about this? This entries right
7: here.
9: Um,
5: Anyone that you would take off?
7: Can can we see what Robbie's averages are his last five games to see if he's hit that thirty-six? Or because I I think he has. Last week he hit it on one play. I I think his
6: average uh, that's going to be skewed by last week's. Um, because well, I don't well, think he gonna... did very well at the beginning of la- the end of last year. Okay. But again, you got to keep in mind what we were dealing with at the end of last year.
1: But also, remember, if we're thinking there's a course correction yeah. for Christian McCaffrey, what? Bailed through for 230 something yards? So if you're taking a little bit away from Baker and adding to McCaffrey, I don't know if I would put more on that oh, Baker Mayfield stat. Yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah. But I'm that's I'm also true. saying on the on the Baker Mayfield stat, like even if Robbie yeah. gets to that, I don't think you know uh 212. I mean that's not nothing. It's, it's none of yards, but it's not right. nothing either. Um, but ultimately, it's uh it's up to you, Tone.
5: Yeah, I like. I like uh, this. This is what I'm going, and I, you know, the one I'm most worried about is Saquon having another big game. I feel like the Panthers are going to overcommit to the run, and then the Giants are going to try to do something different. So if well, then that's if you, the, don't,
1: if you don't feel like it's good, man, go into. Go with Why? This game. is
5: our account. It's not my account. This is our account. Is <laughs> I Reed thought we were
1: game. trying to beat each other from the free for all, and the, well, and you the- got,
5: well, we're trying to beat the free for all, and the free for all is trying to beat us. You got to be an equal player on both. Yes, yeah, so uh, Chad. How time. about this? You guys go ahead and settle <laughs> it. I mean, you know what? It's all right. Like until the Panthers stop the run, we're not going against it. Right. So I like it here. Let's do one other. Um let's do one other look around the NFL and just see if anything sticks out to you guys. Anything from Ooh, ooh this put, is I an interesting one. You, one. But... Interceptions. Uh do, do Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes throw an interception? Let's see what just the general board is here. Mm-hmm. Is look at this. Justin Herbert is not gonna have Keenan Allen, though. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Trying to think of you guys see any value here, Jameis Winston versus Tampa right. Bay. That Tampa Bay defense
7: uh, problematic. Yeah. I'll tell you one I've got it's kind of off the wall is uh, I've got one in for Austin Eckler gets more than 52 rushing yards. Yeah, and Sky Moore from Kansas City gets more than 7.5 receiving yards. I feel you like get almost- cases, I feel like any Kansas City wide receiver is gonna get more than 7.5 receiving yards. Okay. You know, okay. That's so like a pretty see. safe bet. Yeah, they pass it around, around well, around. and he throws for like 500 yards a game. So
5: Eckler, third, they play in Kansas City. Let's see any value. Mike Williams, 70. He's going to be busy in that game. Yeah, with no way. uh Travis Kelsey, 80 and a half. That's tough. Juju. Uh,
1: Kelsey is like the centerpiece of their offense. I can yeah. see him going more than that. I know on the uh, uh, what was DJ more at right there? Was that 57 57
5: and a half? half. Still, like, I think that Robbie Anderson plays easier, you know, Mm -hmm. just because it's like um, waddle 55 and a half. What did any uh game stick out to you guys? Oh, look at old Curtis Samuel, He, he, he was showing up in the commanders game. Yep. Um, I just wonder were there any games that stuck out to you guys. Pitts is hurt.
7: You gotta worry about that. What about um, that cup at a hundred? Would y'all would y'all feel safer going under a hundred? Last What's week he, he had it no problem, man. Mm-hmm. I and he's amazing, but I mean, law of averages, he's got to you know, not get a hundred at some point in time, right? Atlanta. He can't it up over a hundred yards every game. Well, I guess Yeah, I just, yeah, just don't feel like, get, like I want to yeah. go against him right yeah. now. Mike
1: Let's Williams. Other... So
7: I like uh
1: If you want to get in on the Thursday Night Football Actions, uh, I like Mm -hmm. Mike Williams. I like Mm -hmm. Clyde Uh, Mm Edwards-Hilaire. Whenever they want to go intermediate, they do uh, like to get the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And, dude, Jay Herb is the man, dude. Like, you know what I think of that guy. Like, that that dude, and he was already passing it around.
7: I think this uh, is we, gonna be a game like Buffalo last year where both quarterbacks are gonna throw fifty times. So there's a good chance, twenty-five yeah, completions. I think I like so that. Too. I like that.
5: And let's see. What about interceptions? They only got it for two. Do you think anybody throws a pick in this
1: game? Yeah, I would say Mahomes. The Chargers have a revamped uh uh defensive backcourt. They got Asante Samuel Jr., they got D. E. Jackson, they got Derwin James. I know you like him a lot, Tony. So I could very easily See an aggressive Patrick Mahomes throw at least one int. What was the
5: what was the uh Kansas City receiver?
7: Uh, Sky, uh, Sky. Sky. yeah, Sky Moore. It's only 7.5 yards. He's, He's a rookie, rookie I believe.
1: Did he not show up? Uh,
7: Another yeah, it, put the Chiefs. Uh, it's SKYY. I would type that in, see if see it brings anything up. Or, yeah, Chiefs is a good way to do it too. Kelsey, 18 points. I think he
5: gets that. Juju, six.
7: He
1: looked a good man. He was, he was... Yeah. That...
5: That's what do he have last week? Out, right? That's for yards. Hold on. Uh, where'd it go? You talking about Sky? Now, I wanted uh, to see this one. I want to see how many receptions he had. Uh, he had six receptions. Five. All right, so he barely...
7: That's that's like he'd have to have the game he had last week. But they pass it around <laughs> a lot in, in, in Kansas City. It's. Is he not
10: up there? Look, I don't see, what, I don't see why
7: he's him. not up there. He's on my thing. Hmm. Must be missing him.
5: Um. Anything else here that we like? McKinnon, receiving yards... Ooh, running back here.
7: Only twenty seven. This is tough. Mm-hmm. Now I'm now I'm shell shocked. That averages thing makes it crazy, isn't it? Because you look at it and you are like, oh, if you had a good idea, you look at it and you're like oh, he hadn't hit it but, but once in the last I'm five games. I'm shell shocked
5: here. Is uh I wonder
7: what passing TDs. Ooh. Uh rushing yards. Let's see. Chiefs Where's defense four point five uh, fantasy points. That's a good one right there. So- you don't need much. To score 4. Kept
1: bringing 5. it to my attention, White Chocolate, that uh Zane Gonzalez' his uh, projected fantasy score is seven point five. You can click less on that, and that would be a oh good bet.
7: yes. Why is Zane Gonzalez not playing? Yeah, he's not playing for uh, yeah. an extended drive. Is he on IR officially? <laughs> that is a good.
6: One is that me. legit
0: though? <laughs>
7: Boom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: I you wonder if that this. goes
6: to the active kicker. So I wonder if that's like I know oh, it's wow. uh I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. That's Done. That's pretty tough. Thank
5: you. That's the play of the week, <laughs> folks. Everybody listen. Uh white chocolate espresso Thank you for the play of the week. You want to talk about the free square right here? The free mm-hmm. entry. He found it. Prize Picks. Go to Prize Picks. Download, play your daily fantasy sports app. Get paid. It's safe. It's so easy. Use the promo code C three, and you get a hundred percent deposit bonus. You got to play multiple picks from multiple teams. Two's the minimum, right? But you make two. You make two entries. You pick the right more or less, and you get. Uh, three times your money you do four you get more five you get more you saw us play it it's that simple i can't tell you how many people hit me up happy about this i think we're on to something here zane gonzalez 7.5 fantasy score he's not even on the active roster eddie pinero is the guy that they're going with right has anybody heard anything about zane gonzalez I almost want to edit my four picks, every one of my picks, and just add him to it. Because if they <laughs> won, if they can won,
1: you I edit them? T- Is it too late to What's edit this? once you uh, do What's
7: submit? You can't, once, you, do once you submit it, you can't edit it. Uh, ah, yeah. it sucks. I know because I've gone back and wanted to change something, but you can't. You can't edit it once you submitted it.
1: Well, yeah, That's because they bit. want you to get it before something changes.
5: Yeah yeah i mean you're right is that like because if something changes and then you but here this is the play folks what you need to go is prize picks use the promo code c3 you get a hundred percent deposit bonus and basically my bastard son just gave you a free play like they gave you tom (laughs) brady last week we did it breaking here thank you so much that's our prize pick segment as we go forward um guys get it uh, before they figure it out I know is like, uh, that's right. Get it before they figure it out. Prize picks your way to play Dennis daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code C three. All right. What do we got up next? We need to get into some calls maybe.
1: Yeah. You're muted. Cody. Yep. That would work. So, but before we do that, listen, if you're a long time fan of this podcast, You know that you come here for the Panthers football, but at the end of the day, you're staying for one thing and one thing only. You're here to get shamed. CK, talk to your people, Big Papa.
6: Well, good evening. It is currently after 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You've tuned in for the past hour to just talk about the Carolina Panthers to chat about them, to hear us chat about them, to potentially put some money down on prize picks. You're a little down in the dumps. The Panthers didn't show out the way you were hoping they did against the Browns. But there's a lot of hope. And some of you people are absolutely pessimistic and are going to say you because you haven't hit that thumbs up button yet, subscriber shame.
1: Subscriber shame. 153 viewers, 106 likes. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that notification bell. Every single time we go live to take that algorithm by the head, put them in a noogie, and then shove them in a the locker like you're the high school bully that you know you are. Do it to the YouTube algorithm. Do it for the C3 Panthers podcast, and help us get in front of as many eyes as Possible. Tell me Don, Are you ready to jump into some cat calls?
5: Let's do
6: it.
1: And nothing to it, but to do it. Ro-
6: so what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty s sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel?
11: Uh, very uncomfortable.
6: So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel?
10: It feels two two good like and a three and a four who's <coughs> that cat sitting in the back
12: corner with his face buried in his nose. who's that kid that can use one? What's good, C3 family? Yo, listen, this is Slim Jim. i come up calling from California, man. Hey, dog. Listen, it's man. Slim Jim, what's up? I'm so disappointed in Matt Rule and this coaching staff. I'm so fucking disappointed. This is ridiculous. Like, our defense could not stop a soul, man. Dude, we could not stop a fucking soul. And... They ran right through us, man. And these coaching staff—they knew what was going to happen for weeks ahead of time. They could not stop a fucking nosebleed. They couldn't do it. And this is ridiculous, man. We're about to start. We're about to set ourselves up again for some more disappointment. We're about to fucking go through this whole bullshit again. We think our defense is better than what it is. It's not. We are who we are, and today showed us who we are. But yo, man, let me know what you guys think, man. Um, should Matt Rule just get fired ASAP? Like, should we just fucking burn this bitch down and and start fresh? Let me know what you guys think, man. But as a uh, as a longtime Panther fan, man, I'm done with this year, dog. This shit is brutal, man. So I'm done with it, man. But I'm, I'm I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. But yeah, man, this is some Jimmy calling from the West Coast, the best coast. But you guys be easy, man.
1: Appreciate Fuck you. Yep. Pound,
8: keep pounding.
5: Here we go. Next call.
8: Fuck the pound, keep pounding.
1: Who? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, who was that? Who was that? I, I know don't if you know if we know that was. Uh, mm-hmm. uh,
5: here, that was awesome. Got, uh, uh, fans already uh, talking about the uh, firing Matt rule. Got calling them f them clowns. Maybe keep pounding or something to that effect. Uh, um Look, uh, is a. I really think this is what's really. I mean, I hurt my back over the weekend, like, last week, and it just got, like, worse last night. Like, I could barely walk the day almost. Like, I'm sitting here. I got a heating pad right behind me right now. And, like, I just, and I hope it's not just me not feeling great and it's like this. But, gosh, I went from so enthusiastic just a week ago, two weeks ago, and it's like, man, it just got, like, hit in the face with a wet, warm blanket. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> raped over me already. And I hope that that feeling does not continue, right? Uh, the number is 252 Let's go to the next call.
12: What's up, C3 family? This is Lem Jim McCollum from the West Coast, from the West Coast. Is this the same call? Hey, man. Listen, yeah, I, we I, heard that. I take back what I said, kind of. Oh, oh no, because, it
5: different. it's got a different time stamp.
12: Man, we're so bad. And Derek Brown is a fucking bust. I, I, I honestly, I thought about it, and I, <laughs> we're we're so bad. Nothing makes sense. And Derek Brown is the bust. There's no way around it. There's no way past it. He does nothing. And our D line is so trash, man. Everyone is gonna run right through Carolina. They're gonna right. They're gonna run right through him. It's ridiculous. And Derek Brown, I mean I hate to say it but he's gonna be the bust because yo man, you were drafted top ten to fucking do what you gotta do to fucking stop a run, but you can't you can't stop a cold, bro. You can't stop a nose you can't stop a runny nose. Like it's 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 terrible. They did nothing. The D line did nothing today. And everyone's gonna fucking watch the film and gonna be like, All right man, look, we're gonna do the exact same thing that Cleveland Browns did. It's gonna be the exact same recipe, and it's gonna be the exact same situation as last year, man. We uh, we're 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 in for the long haul. We're in for the fucking this bullshit. Matt Rule's gonna get fired. Hopefully, he gets fired by week six. That's all I'm hoping for. All right, check it out, man. Y'all take care.
1: So, uh, Tony, oh, no. there yeah. was a clarification. On your uh, on uh, White Chocolate's brilliant move uh, on on Prize Picks Uh, entries with the DNP did not play revert down to the next closest entry. So if it was your fourth pick power, it goes to a third pick power.
9: Mm
5: -hmm. Third Mm -hmm. second. What if it's a second pick power and you have to play two picks though? They cancel your entry. Then it says refund. Okay. Okay. Well. We'll see. We'll test all this out. <laughs> Dang it! Why do they even have it then? For a guy that's not. Hey, even but on the now
1: roster. I'm giving cre- him uh, uh, credit to white chocolate. Now you have to give him the blame. Damn you, white chocolate! Dang it. Oh.
5: Dang it! All right, uh, let's go. To the next call. son! Oh, actually, I want to ask you guys: This is Derek Brown a bus? No, not yet.
1: I mean, it's not a bus, but I don't think at this point it's unfair to say I want more. And I do want more, and I think a lot of fans want more. A lot of people are already kind of going looking at the numbers and defending him and stuff. And, yeah, he ate a lot of double teams. Um, but I don't know. I, I just felt like there are times when we need Derrick Brown to shine, and he just doesn't and hasn't. So, I, I mean, again, I never had super high expectations for Derek Brown because he's a run-stuffing defensive tackle. Um, so I always knew that he wasn't going to have crazy high pass rate numbers or uh, and t- sacks. That's not what is meant. To well, it's do. really
5: though, is that they had 217 rushing yards, though. I mean, I think that's the thing is, I that's think people are I'm now underwater. to the point where it's like even the people who are ready to temper that discussion because you know he's not the player that's meant to wow you statistically and this and that is that we don't feel a lot of pressure being generated uh, up the middle and whether that's the Lee ionitis dude beside him or whatever it was happening. You just didn't feel like they were disruptive and he's supposed to help the unit be disruptive, not him necessarily right. be disruptive. But at the end of the day is that the run game, we just, the inability stopped the run and it kind of just harkens back to like, well, if this guy was meant to help us so much here, why are they not better? I think though, that I think it's just easy uh to pick on Derek Brown right now now, I did see him getting muscled around you know you gotta I gotta go and like really watch it closely, see what I think is uh, just if one or two plays are emblematic of his performance or if he was just gassed at that point because he's the only guy playing out there <laughs> in the middle. It seems like, but you know is that the the fact of the matter is the Panthers run defense isn't good, and whether or not Derek Brown is a bust or isn't is like. They need to be better against the run. But we also had 17 missed tackles, right, uh, in this mm-hmm. game. So the Panthers, like CK was saying, they were there in some cases. Yeah. It just wasn't making the play happen. But at the same time, they also bounced a lot of stuff outside as well. And Nick Chubb would just be all of a sudden being like, oh, oh, and then he's running to the outside for nine yards. And so, man, it's, it's tough to pick on one guy. But when, no one, when the unit's not doing good, everybody sh- deserves to get picked on.
1: I mean, it's prove-it season. Like we said before, it, it's time to put up a shut-up for everyone involved, man. And I even said that, especially given our history with guys like Vernon Butler. Y'all remember Vernon Butler? Like, that guy was supposed to be the next big thing for us, and it never ended up to be anything. So mm-hmm. I think he's better than that. But we need to see more, man. If we're going to stop the run, it starts with Derrick Brown.
6: Well, it, it's right. a big difference, too, right? Um, Derek Brown was picked in the top 10, whereas Vernon Butler was picked number 31 that year. Yeah, true. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not prepared to even put them in the same category there, either. Um, I think that Vernon Butler came into a defense that was pretty stout with some really savvy veterans um i mean you got to keep in mind i mean this is a very young team right a very young defense um you're not going to have the same leadership you had uh and and i'm not going to blame it all on that but i think there's something to be said about having good leadership on a defensive line when it comes to stuff like that you know yeah no doubt all right let's go to the next call
13: this is chad down in charleston south carolina um just curious after the first game, what your thoughts are on the rest of the schedule. I, I thought all postseason uh, or off season. And in, in addition to after the preseason, we probably should just blow it up this year. We, um, the, the defense isn't nearly as good as everybody thinks it is. McQuano um, got exposed first game. I think he'll get better, but he's a guard. He's not a tackle. doesn't have the feet to be a tackle. Should have known that before we drafted him. Um, I think we have some assets we could trade, maybe get some draft picks. Uh, I, I don't see more than three or four wins on the schedule. Ooh. And um, I just think it's time to to kind of go that way, draft a franchise quarterback and build it up from there. So did not see a whole lot against the Browns team with <laughs> with Jacoby Brissett starting um, to be encouraged about. I think the Giants, the Saints, the next two are losses. Cardinals we may. We may be able to pull out a win, although I wouldn't bet on it. Then you got Niners, Rams, Bucks. I mean, it's it's looking like a one and six, one and seven type start. And at that point, do you think about trading some of our assets to try to get draft picks? I'm just curious on your opinion. Thank, guys. Love the show. Oh.
6: I am yeah. not there, but guys, I am yeah. not, not there at yet. the burn mm-hmm. it down stage. Uh, I think. Hey, listen, if if it all goes awry. Like if by the trade deadline, things are not, if you guys are not positive by that point that we are seeing a positive turnaround, then by all means, go ahead and, you know, pull the trigger on the burn it all down. Right. We are not there yet. We are just not, I just, I I can't in, in good faith as a fan of this team, I cannot sit here and say, let's go ahead and just pull the trigger on this season. We're one game in. And I mean, the reality is there was plenty of positives Plenty of positives. I, th- I think if you look at that game and you see nothing but negatives, it's it's confirmation bias. You were going into this year already looking for things to be horrendous, and or if you were
5: are head in this, you're head in the sand right now, CK. I tell you one thing is when I was crazy, I was listening to the Adam Goldstone, which is a Raleigh sports show uh, uh, around the um mm-hmm. the midday show, and. Uh, he has just come out and said flat out that Matt rules is not a good coach. Like he's on that and he's not really a super controversial guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just like, but I felt like he's a guy with a big reach who is kind of in tune or at least closely monitors North Carolina sports. That's what he gets paid to do. It's Panthers and the Raleigh area of college football. And, uh, Man, he, I mean, he's pretty resided that he thinks that Matt rule is in over his head and that he doesn't necessarily think that this game was, that was hit. He was the fault of this game, which I don't think he was. It's like, he just doesn't have any expectation for the Matt rule era. And that being likely the end of the season, one game in Cody, and we got people that are already going, yeah. maybe we would, maybe that, uh, 10 and 3 or 10 and 7 look that we were talking about was just dumb because I tell you this is that the trade deadline is after week 8 though. And the Panthers don't have an easy with losing this game uh easy first 8 weeks. So if you're at 2 and 6, 1 and 7 at week 8 what do you really think you're going to get out of this season is the question. And I don't think we're there yet, but man, we don't have any reason to think that we were right
6: either. Um, well, I mean, here's the part that I'll say, I mean, and I, again, I guess the jury's still out on this guy, but Zach Taylor was in an identical situation. Nobody thought he was a coach for the NFL before this past year. Like not a single person thought that he was going to be the guy. he, answered. he has two horrendous seasons are like, but by, by the time that they had their season last year, Um, again, you have Joey burrow and I'm not going to sit here and compare those two guys. You have Jamar chase makes it a little, a little easier, but I mean, the same thing goes. I mean, if, if three, if you have three bad years, a hundred percent, the dude's gone. There is no reason to, to continue this, this, this experiment, right? Even if we're halfway through this year and it's bad, go ahead and cut bait start moving forward and hell maybe one of these guys Ben McAdoo or uh you know any of these guys on the uh coaching staff are able to do a better job who knows but right again I just it's we are so early in the season to be this down on our team like mm-hmm. there's look what happened the Packers were what looked way worse than we looked way worse than we looked we That's had true and if you look at the 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 Bucks offense, they did not look lots at very of teams good look at all. Look bad
5: this week. I understand week lots one. of teams yeah. look bad, lots of teams lost in uh in week 1 and they should not uh win, you know, necess- like you got to not worry about the season being over. Green Bay- but those teams have also had success in the recent years. Mm-hmm. Right? So they're not on this eight straight loss run that we are and I think this is that I understand I think I ultimately agree with you CK is like there's a lot of football left to be played I think that Baker Mayfield gives us a better shot uh, going forward than we have with Sam Darnold or even Teddy Bridgewater honestly and maybe Mm -hmm. I'm wrong on the Teddy that with Teddy Bridgewater until he actually does something in Carolina Teddy Bridgewater is arguably the most successful one out of everybody Um, five wins uh, what's that five wins wins,
7: I mean We've had that for the last two years. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, three, actually, it feels like. Mm-hmm. But
5: the, the idea is, like, I think we upgraded the quarterback position from last year. Mm-hmm. I think Christian McCaffrey makes our offense, if we use him, better. You know, I think the offensive line is improved and going to be improved. But until we see an actual results change on the field – we have no reason to believe that there, you know, it's like, now the question is what we're going to continue to search and ask for is, are we better? And with this was just a loss or was this a loss? And we really aren't better.
7: Yeah. Well, kind of to your point, you were talking about there a minute ago and circling back to the call a little bit. Um, You know, I'm, I'm right there with y'all. I don't think we're there. I think it's way too quick to overreact and say we're there yet, but just hypothetically say we are one in seven around the trade deadline. You asked, what should we do? Should we pull the trigger? Are we even going to be able to? We're following two five-win seasons and then a one-and-seven season. How much value do you think people are going to give us for the players that have been on those teams? Like, do we have enough other than maybe CMC, DJ Moore? Do we really have enough players that people are going to think are going to be worth now you will pick. At that
1: point, I don't even think it's necessary that you're just trying to offload players. You're trying mm-hmm. to offload coaching staff. You're trying okay. to salvage okay. whatever talent you have and as fast mm-hmm. as you possibly can, get okay. someone in the door. So that way you can be ahead of the process. Like this is where I said that they messed up with Ron Rivera. By firing Ron Rivera too late, they ended up being later into next season – that they had to start their, their coaching hire and looking for who was going to be the next replacement coach. So when – I mean, it's too early genuinely to start saying to blow up the season, but let me tell you, it's hard to say that they're wrong for having that kind of an opinion given the stat that's up on screen right now. The Panthers have the longest active losing streak in the NFL at eight games. And how many years in a row are Panther fans gonna buy the, you know, glass half full mantra that hey, it's gonna get better. We just have to do a little bit better here and there, and we're gonna be able to do it. It's like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me.
5: Fool you 70 times, shame on, shame on all of us. And that's what it feels like at some point. But you know, a lot of football to be played. Let's keep going with the calls. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety-eight.
3: Hey, we good,
14: fellas. Corey calling in. Uh, I think it's been a minute since I called into the show. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get on the um, post game yesterday, so this would be my um, respective post game analysis next next Monday morning. Quarterback, I guess you want to, whatever you want to call it, man. But um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, we we all saw it out there. It was not fun. It was not fun to watch at all um, up until the fourth quarter. And you know, I'm I'm not. I don't – I'm not in the camp. I don't give a shit about no missed call. I don't care about a, a roughing passer penalty. I don't care about a fake spike. Um, we played, at, like, absolute dog shit for 75% of the game, and the Cleveland Browns, which is at quarterback, beat us, like, handily. Like, Jacoby, I mean, it's Joe quarterback, Per se Like, we should have never even been in the position to leave it up to a, a, a fake spike or whatever to, to to decide the game. Like we it, it shouldn't even be to that point. And I'm not saying that like we're some great world beater team, but like to for, for us to like we're the same team we were last year, man. Like we're the same exact team we were last year is, is, is what it looks like. And I'm blaming coaching. Like I'm like don't get me wrong, I'm putting 90% of the blame on the coaching. Like Matt Rule gotta go. McAdoo didn't show a shit. Like I I didn't see not one aspect of the team yesterday that looked like they were out ready and like prepared to face this opponent that we knew we were going to face for the last two plus months. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not in the camp. Like I don't, I don't give a shit about Baker's fourth quarter performance. I don't care about the stats in the fourth quarter. He played bad y'all. Like, and, and I understand the offensive line looks shitty and, 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 and Baker did all this before. Like, he didn't do anything in the fourth quarter that made me feel like like somebody else couldn't do. And, like, I, maybe I'm just – I don't want to see the positive in it. But, like, y'all, like, I, he, there was still plenty of throws where his feet were not set. He was backpedaling as he was throwing the ball. And this is, like, not, not even to mention the offensive line being bad. Like, he was just doing it. Like, shots Smith wide the fuck over and over the middle. You, you, over, you overthrow him, throw it behind him, and it's right into the defender's hands. You know, DJ Moore halfway through the second quarter got one target, probably got zero targets, like almost in the first half, and and it's just kind of like the stuff that you always see with Baker, like inconsistency. Like, yeah, he had a great fourth quarter. I don't care about that. I'm not giving him no brownie points or anybody like that. Like, it, it was it, it it was it was a lot going on, and I'm not in the 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 moral victory club because we looked terrible with the first seventy five percent of the game. It was almost inexcusable. Jacob Brissett... Was was asked the entire game if there was a decent quarterback that was back there playing, we would have blown got blown out by twenty one. There was plenty of times where he he missed the receiver. I might get one.
5: That's the that's I, the big fear. That's the mm-hmm. big fear.
6: Well, that's this is the point, right? You know, and and I think we were all in the same boat. Like I think we all had the same mindset at the end of the game. Is like we're, it, it shouldn't have come down to one quarter or one one call or two bad calls in the final drive or whatever you may have. Right? It shouldn't come down to that. But at the same time, if we had won that game, then somebody would say, well, it shouldn't have come. Like the Browns fans would say, well, it shouldn't have come down to that. We destroyed them in the first half. Mm -hmm. The fact that it came down to the one play being the reason that we lost is actually I think that's something to be positive about. Again, I'm not burying my head in the sand with this, guys. I mean, there is legit positives to be seen here. It's not like this isn't a 31 to 2 blowout. This wasn't. A, a scenario where it could have been way worse than it was. We found a way to come back and make it a game. And the fact that it was a call from the, the refs tells me one thing, is that we're a much more improved team. If those calls were right, guess what? we probably win that game.
7: Mm-hmm. And then people have a totally different narrative. Ta- Look, Everybody's
6: I- talking about how clutch Baker Mayfield is, is that he started, mm-hmm. he started slow, but listen, when it came down to the, the nitty-gritty, the dude was able to get the, the ball into the end zone when he needed to. He was able to get the, the team moving the way he was supposed to. And let's be real. Did we talk once about how this team didn't look like they had urgency in that final four minutes of the game? No, not yet. No, that was a common thing last year. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like we were just dragging our feet every every time. It felt like Baker had an honest control over this offense. I Am I, am I of the mind that he is going to, like, be the guy i don't know but i'm saying right now to say that he isn't capable of it is just again just confirmation bias of, of an opinion you already had of baker mayfield before he came here
1: See, can i say that everything that you said is right and yet i still have not seen enough to believe that this dude is my guy and the franchise guy going forward right but you, I, have I it. But you haven't seen
6: enough to disagree with that
1: Well, but but I've also seen that first half, and I think that's indicative of who Baker Mayfield is. And it doesn't change my belief in him. So uh, my point is that this performance from Baker, if you're uh, a Baker Mayfield super fan or if you're his biggest hater, much like F stats, you can find every different argument to bolster your own argument. I can point to the job passes but you can point to him hitting uh, Ian Thomas and and Robbie Anderson to put us back in the game. So it's like, until we get more of a sample size, we're mm-hmm. still just going to be picking and choosing. And I don't blame the caller when he says that I'm not doing the, you know, the pat on the back moral victory type thing. Cause at the end of the day, we didn't get the W and that's all that matters in the NFL.
7: Look, I, I, I'm agreeing with the caller to a certain extent, and I understand where they're coming from, but I'm also on CK side with this a little bit, and I just want to bring up one point to everybody. Um, I remember a few years ago we were down 17 to the Eagles, I believe it was. Cam Newton was playing horrible the whole game, and we had a rally come back when in the fourth quarter we ended up not allowing the game-winning field goal to go back against us, but we praised Cam Newton for the ability to come back in the fourth quarter after having such a terrible game and how great he did. And if you look at Baker Mayfield stat line, 16 for 27, 235 past yards, passing touchdown interception, one rushing red zone touchdown mm-hmm. over 10 yards and two plat- pass plays over 50, that sounds like a Cam Newton stat line, doesn't it? Well, I mean, it sounds yeah, just like yeah, a Cam Newton stat line, and we would we praise Cam Newton for, for this.
5: Anything. We didn't rush we the, the p- ball for anything. And I would say I do uh, when it comes to what CK is saying is I, th- I think this is probably one of the worst performances you're going to get from Baker it could be. I don't think it's going to be much more ba- much worse than this inst- unless we see that interception number pop up. But I think all those other stats, it's like the five fumbles. But you know, I also got a friend on this podcast that says if my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. And if your aunt had nuts, CK, what would she use to keep them plums nice and clean?
6: Oh, listen, we know that them ladies try to keep things nice and tight down low, right? Men sometimes will just phone it in, right? At the end of the day, we're just sitting there. I don't know. Have you guys ever shaved and realized how much bigger you look afterwards? Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, guys, <laughs> if you don't think your lady sees that and looks at you and you, th- I have my entire life kind of gone about things in a very selfish manner. Um, And it's only until I got to a mature age in my adulthood where I was like, you know what? I'm not I'm not just taking care of myself for myself anymore. I'm taking care of myself to make sure my wife is happy, to make sure I feel good about myself. Uh, And so we have this new partner called Manscaped. Um, Some of you in the chat have already heard us talk about them. I can't speak highly enough of these guys and the products they put out there. They have this uh, lawnmower 4.0 that's supposed to help prevent Nick's um, and it's it's one of those things that I think that if, if you've ever been somebody who has been afraid of manscaping, getting uh, some grooming below the belt because of, I mean, let's be real about it. There's nicks and things like that. This lawnmower 4.0 puts you in a position to be able to do that confidently and actually feel confident about yourself, be able to go to your lady or any random ladies and say, look what I got. <laughs> I got a package for you. Uh, and so here's the deal. Go to go to manscape.com, Use code Panthers and you're going to get 20 percent off plus free shipping anywhere in the world. Uh, and uh, listen, I, I, I can't speak highly enough. They have a lot of different things. Uh, they have ball deodorant. They have uh, crop preserver, as they call it. They have nose trimmers, as Cody loves. Cody loves these nose trimmers. He can't stop talking about these things, guys. I got some um,
1: nose hairs, bro.
6: So, so yes, at this point in time, I think you guys should all go and check that out. And do us a favor, if you were interested, you don't have to spend $150 if you can't afford that right now. They have smaller packages, just like many of you guys do. Um, and, uh, and so go there, check out what they have. We need eight people to use this code for the rest of this month. We only need eight people. We probably got a few orders in already. Um, so if you guys haven't had an opportunity to go check out their products, definitely head over to Manscaped and check it out.
5: My man said, "Your smaller packages there, like you may have, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, make your package look bigger with the small package, the smaller package. Make sure you get uh, your your products, your grooming, men's grooming." tools at manscaped.com using the code panthers. All right, let's keep going on with these calls and let's see, can we find any optimism
15: in the building here? Hey, fitness for life here one more time. And I just should also just mention that the reason why I really latched on to your guys' content is just because of the state at where the Carolina Panthers are, as compared to the Giants, we're both struggling organizations over the last few years that have just been in the doldrums and, I have to say that, um, you know, misery loves company. So following your guys' content has always been, uh, you know, definitely something I enjoyed. So, so I'd mention that, and, yeah, the best team win.
5: That's my fault Appreciate right here about playing these calls out of order. Let's get part one of his call in real quick.
15: <laughs> hey, C3 Nation. This is Fitness for Life, and I'm a diehard Giants fan that's been following the channel for the last year now, I found you guys when we uh, faced off last year and, you know, found your channel. So I really uh, have the utmost respect for all of you guys and the content you guys put out on a weekly basis. Just wanted to call in, you know, just at the game coming up this week and my kind of take is to what uh, to, uh, to be expected. So uh, I think that. Uh, the, probably the biggest factor going into this game that's going to play a role for the Giants is if we're able to establish the run. Um, looking last week against the Tennessee Titans, we were able to put up uh, 238 rushing yards on them, and that's something that we're not used to. So to see Saquon Barkley back healthy was great. He put up by himself 164 yards and a touchdown
9: yeah. um,
15: against the Titans defense that only allowed 300 rushing yard games last year. Um, so I think that if we're able to do that, um, that's going to be, you know, how we're going to be most productive, but, uh, looking at you guys, I think that you're going to be able to take advantage of, uh, our cornerback too, uh, Aaron Robinson. Uh, he's, that's probably where our weakest is our cornerbacks. And I know you guys have some pretty flashy wide receivers and whatnot, but, um, curious about your guys' opinion on the game. And, yeah, this is the first time I've called in. But uh, I'm constantly watching guys' content when I'm working out or also taking my dog for long walks. So just wanted to pop in and, uh, you know, say hello and may the best team win. So uh, go Big Blue. But, uh, yeah, keep doing it.
1: Hey, Tony, I do believe that there are two kinds of calls that I deem to be my favorite. Whenever we have people – Who listen to us long form. Maybe they're driving a truck or whatever. And they put on the C3 Panthers podcast. And they'll listen to us for however long. This already long-winded podcast. They will listen to the very end. But I have to admit. I also love those. When we hear from fans of other teams. That came. Maybe they checked us out during a a post-game show. Or during one of our preview matchups. And they end up sticking around. Yo, that's how you know your boys are doing something good on the City Panthers podcast. When we got fans from other teams that would still come back and hang out with us. That's really cool.
5: And even call in. Yeah, for sure. To to be part of it. I think it shows you great about uh, football and what football can do. um, This is why I actually love. This is why I started a football podcast is because I wanted to interact and debate. And have fun with kind of banter, but it be cordial and fun mm-hmm. and um, friendly in a way. And like I, I I will talk. shit. I don't mind people talking shit. You know what I'm saying? I love that. But I just love the camaraderie that comes with hanging out with you guys on Tuesdays and with this chat room and even hearing callers from the other team. So let's talk about his call. Thank you much, so much for your contribution. The number is 252-228-5098. My first reaction when I was listening to his call was he said, I think if the Giants is what they're going to have to do is uh, establish the run is why would they not or why could they could they not at this point? It would be, you know, you reference uh, putting up those yards against a team who hasn't allowed rushing yards. Mm -hmm. Well, the Panthers have. So what would be is going to be the wildest is if the Carolina Panthers manufacture and find a way to stop the run. Sadly, he's on to something here because it seems like every time you have a belief that that's how a game is going to work out, it goes the other way. Unless it's the Panthers trying to stop Nick Chubb. Everybody knew that the Browns were going to be running the ball and they still couldn't do anything about it. But, you know, we've played historically teams with bad offensive lines and we go, oh, this is the week we're going to get some pressure and get some sacks. We don't get Jack against them. So the run game. Um, if you are the Giants, that is going to be the centerpiece of your, of your offensive game plan, particularly given how bad that Daniel Jones has looked, at least from what I've seen just in the brief clips I saw from that game. I tried watching a little bit before we started the podcast. I'll go watch it closely before tomorrow night. Um, and, you know, the Panthers have to find a way to just play cleaner, right? And what he said, maybe this is a good thing for are over are more on baker mayfield passing yards as he said that the weakness is the secondary uh in that defense it seems like maybe their linebackers are pretty good i don't have to go and find some of that but how can you not establish the run against the carolina panthers guys
1: i mean the i would just like last year you know me when i get on on my on my hill my hill to live on or die on, however you want to call it. Dude, I really start to believe in some of these players. And one of the guys that I really started to believe in before the season started was Brandon Smith. And my God, I wish this guy was playing for us. I mean, whenever you have a six foot three, 250 pound linebacker that can fly to both ends of the football field, runs a 4 3, yeah, I want a little bit of an injection of that. On our defense, man, and I I know a lot of people were really not happy with the performance of Corey Littleton. I was one of those people. I did not think that Littleton played very well. Uh, This is a season after you let go of a player who went on to go to the Pro Bowl with another football team. That is one of the most um, underserviced positions, I feel like, on our football team in terms about how much of a problem it is. The linebacker problem continues to be an issue, and we might already have the fix on our team. You have to have a powerful linebacking core to be able to stop the run. I think we have the guys to do it, but we just need to play better, and Phil Snow needs to, frankly, I think, uh, move away from this uh, 3-3-5 defense that we've almost become a joke for running at this point.
5: Well, you know what? They praise you when it works and they make fun of you when it doesn't. They, we've constantly said Phil Snow was the best coach on this team, right? And that's what we said for the last three years. Now, I guess you could say Wilkes. I think what we need to see now is that the Par- the Carolina Panthers now sell out against the run. Two years ago, they had to sell out against the pass because they didn't have a secondary. Right, and that's why they ran like twenty defensive backs back there. Essentially, is like they would do like a. Remember, they did the two, three, seven one time or something crazy. <laughs> it was like that, and at the end of a game. And so, I think it's this. is I think it's time to have faith enough that you guys tell me that J.C. Horn is so good. You tell uh, that everybody says that uh, Jeremy Chin had was probably maybe the underrated player in this game and this uh, making plays. You know, even though I didn't hear his name a lot, uh, we need to now, we paid these guys. You got Dante Jackson back there. You paid the secondary. You invested in the secondary. I think it's time to sell out against the run and have faith in your corners against Daniel Jones and make them beat you through the air. So that's what, that, that's an important thing. And, um, you know, it's just crazy that this is going to be such an important game for us going forward, is that if this, I'm telling you, if we feel this way after a week one loss against the Cleveland Browns, imagine after that performance last year against this New York Giants team, and then going and laying an egg, them starting out 2-0 and with a new coach, Saquon, and Raju, like stealing the show, say that happens, and Christian McCaffrey is languishing, and the Panthers lose, that is going to be I don't know how we're going to come back onto this show and say hey, it ain't that bad. The number's two
16: five two Let's keep going. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Jedi Jor. Uh, I'm going to try to make this quick. Um, so yesterday, well, I guess Sunday, um, it was disappointing. Uh, I think I still had the grounds of loss on my win-loss total this year. So I think I'm still at, you know, seven seven wins for the whole year. Um, you know, the big test is probably going to come this Sunday against the Giants. Uh, it'll really show, you know, what direction this team is headed because, you know, if we lose to the Giants, then I don't think we're going to get a win till uh, Arizona. Uh, Arizona's like the really only bad team that we had. Um, we saw what the, what the Giants did against the Titans last week, and – I think we can say the Titans are arguably better than what the Panthers are. Um, And they will will be playing at home. So, you know, that's always a three-point swing. So um, we shall see. Uh, It really comes down to if we can stop Shaquan Barkley uh, from running all over us. And uh, even though Danny Dimes is not that great, I'm sure he's going to be better than what Brissett was last Sunday. So uh, we got to see how we handle that as well. Um, As far as, you know, the state of the team, um, I don't know if it was you guys or another podcast I was listening to, but uh, what's really troubling is I think it's not only rule, but also fitter. We focus so much on getting these guys who have traits and can play multiple positions or they're fast. They have different attributes that we it seems like we didn't like focus on getting guys who can actually ball, who can actually tackle. Tackling is the fundamental thing that you should learn from like pop Warner. So it's, I don't know. It's it's frustrating. I've been a Panther fan for years, so I'm not going to go anywhere, but uh, I don't really have high hopes, but um, I'm glad that we can all like talk together and have this therapy session because, uh, Otherwise, it would be That's hard
5: it. times for the Panthers. Right, yeah, this uh, Giants game is a make-it-or-break-it type game, sadly, and it shouldn't be like that in week two. I do wonder, though. I'm less scared of Daniel Jones than I am uh, Jacoby Brissett, but Jacoby Brissett's yards uh, on prize picks is far lower, about 40 yards lower than Daniel Jones. So it's going to be an important one going forward. The Panthers are going to have to make some corrections and those players are going to start making some tackles. Let's keep going to the next call. What's
11: up, guys? This is Chase from Anderson, South Carolina. I think part of the problem with this coach staff is the refusal to play players where they need to be. Iquanu is is built to be a, a guard, not an offensive tackle. He don't have the athletic ability, athleticism to be a tackle. He needs to play guard. If they switch him and Brady, like everybody says, they need to. That left side is going to be solid. Uh, Brian Burns, I think he's he's too undersized to play four-three defensive end. He's getting manhandled. He's getting pushed aside. Yes, he get, he wins some matchups from time to time, but I think he'd be better utilized as a outside blitzing linebacker in a three-four scheme. What you guys think
13: about that?
6: I, I Can I answer a question here? Cody, I know you have some thoughts on this and a very strong yeah. opinion. I'm starting to go the other way a little bit because I watched a lot of that film back and Icky didn't look bad in a lot of those plays against Miles Garrett, right? Um, I think you can get a lot of positives from that. But the flip side to that, I think you put Brady over there. It's the exact same result. You're going against the monster in Miles Garrett. And the reason I now I'm not saying that it can't work that way. I'm just saying, as a whole, to look at this from the uh, high view of if you switched them, that outcome would have been different. I think that's just unfair. Uh, I think that you got to keep in mind Brady is uh, is very limited in his experience on this field as well. Like he's got some more experience than Icky, but I think you also got to keep in mind he probably is going to get those same lumps. If not, you know, potentially look worse because I think they wanted to make Icky probably get a little bit more help. Um, And I think there is some truth to maybe, maybe Icky isn't to blame for some of that pressure, Um, you know, because there should have been a chip. But I still think there shouldn't need to be that extra help. Uh, But with a guy like Garrett, it's tough. It's a tough, it's a tough uphill battle. And we all knew this was coming. Um, so let's 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 just like I said, I think the idea of switching them. I don't think it's impossible for icky to be a good left tackle. I just think this was his first NFL game against potentially one of the best defensive le- def- defensive ends in the entire league, and he wasn't getting a tremendous amount of help until the second half.
1: I mean, you know, for the most part, I agree with a lot of what you say, okay Like when you're going up against Miles Garrett, you should expect some lumps and bruises. And while I can't sit here and guarantee you that Christensen would have done better, I'm just of the opinion that he has more tools in his left tackle bag at this current moment than in Kim and yeah. And I feel like when you're thinking about Icky, a lot of people forget that coming from NC State, he didn't come from an offense that asked him to pass set a ton. They were a run-first offense Only later in the season did they really start to air out the ball. So it's going to – I'm not sitting here – I'm not giving up on Akemi Kwanu. You're hearing a lot of people on the phone calls saying, ah, he's just not athletic enough. He doesn't have the footwork needed from the left tackle position to be able to live there. I don't think that's what it is. I just think that you're looking at a rookie player who Mm -hmm. is having to play, honestly, one of the hardest positions to play in all the NFL at left tackle. You're going up against freak show defensive ends week in in and week out, and to have the kind of athleticism, play strength, and the length that you need to be able to do those things. I mean, you know, Icky has a few of those things, but it's going to take some time before he really starts to add to that toolbox and become a well-rounded left tackle.
6: Not to double down on this, but... I mean, I know we've hit this uh, topic constantly, but Matt Rule did him zero favors by making a competition and him having to earn the starting yeah. position. Right? I agree. Like not Especially getting the reps. When
5: he just handed it to him. In, right. At in the end of the At day, the of the day he
6: just handed it to him. We don't know what. Again, there is a lot that we don't know. We don't see. We don't hear. We don't know. We're not a part of the meetings. We're not a part of the the the. Yeah, the, uh, the I guess just the the workouts that they do in the back end that aren't publicized on social media. But I mean the reality is I think everybody there's not a single person on the face of the planet that thought that Icky was going to be back up. He was going to be on the starting line at some at some position, right? It's like sure. they didn't even try to put him into the starting lineup until that final week of the preseason. Like it just was ridiculous. So yeah. I think a lot of this can also be. Matt Rule's fault, too. Like, if there was some lumps and bruises, some miscommunications, it falls on the fact that you've literally got a coach who's trying to make false expectations as far as what a competition is. And, it, like, you remember his first year? He wanted to say Christian McCaffrey, It does. he has to earn his starting position, too. Like, get the fuck on. Like, you know that this guy knows who his starters are. Like, it's okay to let people have earned that based on how they've done in the past. If you're in to say that he didn't earn it and he's a top 10 pick is foolishness at the highest level.
5: You shouldn't have picked him. You know, if you didn't think that he could be a starting left tackle, I think also that I I don't, I'm not going to go on the athleticism that he's not good enough and not athletic enough. He's more suited to be a guard. I think that, uh, one is that we know he could play guard, right? That's right. the thing is we know he could play guard, and when you play guard, you don't get put on the island like that all the time. So you are going to – like, of course, we know he would excel at guard. I think he would also – I think he's going to excel at left tackle. I've tried to tell you guys that the left tackle position is the hard, one of the hardest ones to acclimate. Even when you're the best of the best of, of prospects, it still takes often years for these guys to become the – Badass players, you expect them to be. Um, the one thing is, and you can continue, I guess, if you want to continue to say there's problems with Matt Rule on this, I agree. Is that you know, if he is a run first left tackle, why don't we run? Why don't we try to negate some of this pass rush when these guys are getting home all the time? Run at Miles Garrett behind that big boy and make him pause a little and have to start compensating for the run. So I'm fine with Icky, but I think you guys have brought up a lot of good points. I think the, uh, the, comp, the, the manufactured competition, the ability for him to play guard, uh, all of those things are going to factor in. And Matt Rule defended him in the press conference saying those sacks weren't all on him, or at least one
6: of them. And, I mean, you know, to be fair, you kind of have to defend him because if you didn't defend him, you're not only hurting his confidence, but you're making a big statement about your ability to assess talent as an organization. If you're saying like, yeah, he shit the bed. Like he fucking. Yeah.
5: yeah. I mean, he's so, but you know, Matt rule is, but has been known to be hold some guys accountable and coddle other guys. I, I know, was just so, going to say I mean, earlier, I don't think he was coddling them though. I think, uh, man, mean, played fine, I think the problem was that there were so many damn problems. That's the problem. <laughs>
7: yeah. It's funny you say that, because just in that same presser earlier, he coddles C.J. Henderson, and then he even says that this is really only J.C. Horn's third NFL game, and he throws him under the bus.
5: Yeah, about the uh, hands, and he can't play with the hands. And you know yeah. what is It makes it hard Henderson. for Panther fans as they watch Pat Sertain, Pat Sertain just kill it over there. Even Richard Sherman going on Twitter talking about how great he is. All right, let's go to the next call. Hey, guys.
8: This is uh, Lee from Houston. Listen, before the last game, uh, you had Phil Snow come out, and on his press conference, just defending last season against the run, I think he even like quoted some stats talking about how we were only four-point-something yards per carry. <sighs> Guys, that is when I first knew that this game was not going to go our way. Uh, the guy defending the run last year, we all saw what was wrong with the team, what was happening there. And you knew. I mean, it just gave you the feeling that they weren't taking the necessary steps to actually defend against the run. And for Cleveland, that's exactly what we needed. We should have at least four down linemen who are over 270 pounds on that line against teams like Cleveland and next week against uh, teams like the Giants who, my God, Saquon Barkley killed it last week, uh, and if we don't address the run before this next game, it's going to be more of the same. The guy's going to have over 200 yards on the ground. So yeah. uh, I knew we were in trouble going into Cleveland when I heard Phil Snow just talking about, you know, the run defense, it was actually pretty good last year in the top uh, 10 in yards per We all we're know that's bullshit. Anyways, uh, those are my thoughts. Hopefully this is a huge wake-up call to Snow and that defense. Uh, He really needs to fix the scheme. It's not the players. It's the scheme. His bullshit college scheme with six defensive backs on the field, that's not going to cut it. Not against a team like Cleveland. Definitely not against the Giants. All right, guys, tell me what you think.
1: That brings up a fantastic point. That might be my favorite call of the night. Because, you know, we have been very critical already of Ben McAdoo, and rightfully so. Well, We had problems on defense, or rather on offense last year. So Matt Rule said, okay, I'm going to go, and instead of having Joe Brady, a college coach who ran a college offense, I'm going to go get an NFL coach who runs an NFL offense. Why is it that the same thing wasn't done I mean, uh, most people have been very complimentary of Phil Snow. And most of us would say, if we're picking who's of the pan, you know, who would we pick, most of us would probably have said Phil Snow. But as we continue to go on and hear the same problems rear their ugly old head, and we have problems with our defensive backs now, and we're still doing this thing with six DBs on the field, could it be possible that Phil Snow... Is just not up to stuff on fielding a competent NFL defense. How long does he get to live on those last three years and just say, oh, okay, for three games, or the uh, the last year for those first three games when he was running everything on defense and we had a legendary defense that was at the time. Now, Mm -hmm. not so much.
7: I mean, you're yeah, right, I mean, we didn't the, let Robert... That's the
5: thing is, like, uh, Cleveland, we all knew they were going to do that. Everybody knew all, all offseason they were going to do that. There's no surprise about that. They Jacoby Brissett, quarterback, you should have made Jacoby Brissett beat us. But instead, you know what? We just got beat on third down over and over, and that running game just had no answer for it. So we're going to have to get it fixed, and if we don't get it fixed, then Phil Snow's part of the problem, right? And he's been the least worst of our problems so far. But these are these are points that have to be – talked about and considered. Let's go to the next call.
11: It's me, c man, I got cut off on my last call, but uh, it's going to be a long year, guys. It's going to be a long ass dreadful season like it was last year. That dance, we hear it first, Tony? Every time you come in, this motherfucking got them live. Show anything. Got them free fall Tuesday. They got them on game day. Free show. Motherfucking, uh, the motherfucking man assimilation. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you got them hit the motherfucking like button. Make That's sure right. you motherfucking subscribe. You know what I'm saying? These boys be out here consistently, you know, for the longest running kind of podcast, period. Tell Even the though the uh the subscribers don't doesn't say it. You know what I'm saying? My I've been right. with these boys for a long time, man. You know? But y'all boys keep doing the great work. Great show as always. Shout out shout out to motherfucking G Baby, the motherfucking goat. You know what I'm saying, my motherfucking nigga. With that being said, keep pounding everybody, have a great night. And let me just shout to the motherfucking Pentatuckle, man, because finally Pentatuckle has seen, seen two dog's ways with Phil so. so. I give him a shout out <laughs> too. I was talking about friends while I was still at work and everything. With that being said, keep pounding everybody, have a great night. And just get ready to ride this roller coaster, man. You know, but the only thing we can be happy about is. Next year, we will have a real fucking NFL coach. Only bad thing is we gonna waste three years of Brian Burns, fucking McCaffrey, and DJ Moore with this fucking mediocre college bullshit that we got going on right now.
9: All right. But
11: anyways, man, nice. great show.
9: That see.
11: Keep pounding. Make sure you hit the motherfucking like button and subscribe. It was a great night, man. Everybody have a
3: good night. Great.
5: Appreciate stuff. you, right, to see you dog. Let's go then. Awesome, next show. man.
3: I hope you're doing well, gang. Um, yeah, first half was, hey, was... I was all dressed that. up. Here I am. Down the, my shirt on and my sneakers. And, oh, no. Um, oh, no. Yeah, that was a total disaster between... What are you saying all right.
1: about?
5: Man, I think he's connections. He probably played it. That money. might be something.
3: It, yeah, it's hard to hear him. People, people with, that play like with bravado need to just do it. We have to accept that that's what he is. It's like Cam. Trying to suppress what Cam was just doesn't work. But Baker's, in Britain, we have Marmite, which is this black stuff you put on toast. You either love it or hate it, OK? Baker's going to piss off 30% of the people all the time. And he might as well just accept that. And then the rest of us, he might as well just play up to it and enjoy it. Um, obviously, great to see get the pass to, to Robbie. I thought Robbie looked good. Nice um, to see PFF rated him below DJ more of course. Um, but apart from that, uh, I, I think we'll improve. Um, Matt Rule's an absolute stock. Amongst everyone, I don't think I don't think Tepp is going to be able to cope with this much longer. For a guy with his ego, I mean every every sort of national podcast I'm listening to, you know, around the NFL and stuff, they're just they're just laughing at Matt Rule. There are mistakes made during the game that have been picked up on by people with lots of knowledge about the game, and they're just like, you know, you didn't cover Tyreek, uh, not Tyreek, sorry um, Kareem Hunt. And, you know, it, it's like there seems to be basic coaching failure. You know, we were preseason and we were all quite excited. The coaches seem all right. I think we'll get better. I mean, the second half, we were pretty decent. Um, I've got to say, though, to cause controversy, I, I think that Brian Burns is a borderline third down pass rusher. He isn't. He's a full-timer, but God. he's good, maybe very our, good. Uh but we, he would work much better with much more coming off the other side. Um, you know, is there that much difference between Burns and Haynes? Um, there is, but in the terms of their role, you know, digest that a bit. Um, and the Derek Brown pick from a couple of years ago is just a disaster. Um, I mean, Derek's all right, but that's about it. I mean crushed you pick somebody in the top ten. And he,
5: he I mean All right. Uh great call, Rich. Uh kind of murky in the beginning, the connection wise. He's from across the pond. That probably cost him like nine dollars to make that point. And how about this? Is he brought up that he really is on something when it comes to like what the national opinion is, whether whether or not we're being too hard on Matt Rule or not, no one's doing this guy any favors nationally or talking about him in any positive light. Even the people that saw upside have changed against that. Irony or interesting part about this was someone I heard that it was David Tepper's birthday this game. Uh Happy well, birthday, David sense. Tepper. Happy, happy birthday from the basement. All right, let's go to the next. And also we're turning on our own. Icky's getting called out. Brian Burns is getting called out. Who's next? DJ Moore? CJ Henderson? Yeah, Greg Brown. was saying we
1: need to get rid of CJ Henderson. Yeah.
5: Darren Brown. For a long time. People, we need to trade JC Horn. Uh, Christian we McCaffrey. Trade yeah. the farm, baby. Trade the farm. <laughs> next
11: call. nation, how y'all doing? It's your boy G. Cavassier. Hey,
9: World man. TV. I had a little
11: thought in my head, on it. and I don't know if it's going to stick, but I see a lot of people aren't really happy with Icky. I know it's 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 still kind on of early but people saying that he's not needing and everything like that. My question is to you guys, man, what do you guys feel like if we switched him to left guard and put in at left tackle,
13: put, put Brady at left tackle and put Icky at left guard. Mm-hmm. Is this a thought, you know what I'm saying? I mean, cuz I'm reading all this stuff online
11: and I never noticed that he was not me. Never knew that, man, you know, but uh what do you guys think about that, y'all?
17: Keep having
5: Uh You know, we've talked a little bit about that. As I think it's, uh, you know what, we'll takes some time. Let's go on to the next call. Let's
17: see if this what goes. up, guys? It's Nick. So. At least the first, you know, three quarters for the most part kind of sucked. The speaker kind of turned it on right before the half. But, man, it was hard to watch. Why is but she the she thing had you guys have to, to remind off. ourselves is there's a line. Up. Not all What's the up? pieces that are there now were there last year. Okay. One of our major pieces is a I got caught. Yes, he was going in Miles Garrett it was one of the best defensive ends in the league. Okay, <laughs> so he's not going you can't realistically expect him to perform like a strong Player did. Okay. That was just I'm not gonna call it a fluke by any means, but Icky is not Rashawn. It's that simple. Okay. So we knew that there was going to be some continuity issues as far as with the O-line. We also knew that we didn't really do much as far as our front seven is concerned on defense. If you don't do anything with the front seven, how do you expect anything to change with the run game? Okay, so we we knew both those things going into Sunday. They were going to be a problem. All right. Baker, yeah, he looked terrible in the first half with all those drops, all the drop snaps. Like, dude, you can't be doing that. You are a professional in this league. This shouldn't be a fucking problem. But how Baker played in the fourth half or the fourth quarter, okay, if he comes out and he plays like that against the Giants, then I'm happy. You know. I knew this team was going to take a little while to get to kind of gel together and that sort of deal. We changed far too much, so guys, let's just keep our head up. Heads up, it's early in the season. Who knows how things are going to play out? Keep on it.
4: All right, next call. Yo, what's good, C three? Uh, tune in, listening to the show while I'm uh, in class working on some some vehicles, and felt like I call in. Uh, share my opinion on on what transpired on Sunday, because I, I, I see and feel like a lot of people are uh, down on the team for good reason. Like nobody likes nobody likes taking an L, especially week one. But to that point, it's week one. You're talking about a new OC, a new QB who did not get all of the reps with the starters. Offensive line being shifted around competition and things of that nature and i know a lot of people are down on rule personally i didn't see rule do anything in that game that would make me feel some type of way towards him right dude actually seem like he, he did what a, a head coach is supposed to do you can talk about the management in all season and everything leading up to right now and it probably did play a factor like i said before that baker wasn't taking all the reps with the ones but, for all that being said, as terribly as that team looked for two and a half quarters, shit, three quarters, the amount of talent on that team started to show who Baker Mayfield is as, as a quarterback. And I'm not saying here saying praises that this dude is, is, is the best of the fucking best, but he's much better than what the hell we've had for the last couple of years. And it started to show. For those reasons and multiple other ones. Like a lot of people were down on the defense. I went and spoke with uh, Browns fans, and legitimately was told, "Hey, if you pay attention throughout the season, you're going to see the Browns do that shit quite a damn bit. Like they're they're going to run. That's that's their mo. That's what they're going to do. And then again in defense, they didn't give up a touchdown at all in the second half." If our offense is capable of putting up just three points in the first quarter, the whole role of the game changes. So I'm I'm not tripping over the loss. I was pissed, as is most, as as are most fans, as people should be if you root for the team. Nobody likes taking an L week one. No one likes taking taking an L. Period. But I like what I saw. So. I, I like what I saw towards the end. That They come out there with that same kind of fire, that same kind of grit. For the remainder of the season, I promise you, this team is going to be hell for a lot of people, a lot of opponents. Um, like I say, it was week one. Pump your brakes, calm down, hit something if you need to hit some. something. Right, light up.
5: Uh, thanks for the call. Good call. You know what? A good balanced perspective here. Let's keep going.
18: Hey, y'all, it's TJ here. First time caller, not a long time listener, but, you know, I started listening to the podcast just before the draft 2020, you know, Ron Rivera's gone, Cam Newton's gone, a lot of uncertainty with the Panthers at the time. So I went to YouTube trying to find out, you know, what's the real news, you know, came across the podcast and uh, I've been listening to it ever since y'all, you know, so I appreciate the content. Um,
19: Just wanted to say, Nice. I gave the, the players a lot of slack.
1: Oh, know, that was a long part. The game this week.
18: <laughs> uh, but the That's more I sit on and think so. about it, and I always go back to it, it's got to be Matt Rule. I mean, it's got to be the coaching. And I just want to hear y'all's thoughts on this. You go back to, who was it? George Seifert. I mean, I became a Panthers fan in 2003 um, when I started getting into football. Eighth grade, you know, one of my friends invited me over to watch the Super Bowl. Just so happened to be Panthers Patriots. So I've been a fan ever since then. But I'm looking here on the old Wikipedia. I see George Seifert. 99 to
10: 2001. What George Seifert do? Let's see.
18: 16 and 32. After that, you got John Fox. 73, 71. This is win-loss record, y'all. Ron Rivera, 76, 63. Point being, since I've been a Panthers fan, I haven't, I can't think of a time. I just hated a head coach we had, you know. You got John Fox, you know, man brought us to the Super Bowl. Ron Rivera brought us to the Super Bowl. What did they do? Great defenses, great run attack, right? So, anyway, point being, George Seifert, sixteen I'm looking here, Matt Rule. 10 and 23. So, my God, boys, I mean, you give him six wins this year? I don't know. i say I, I say six wins or less. He's got to be gone. And don't tell me he built a team. I mean, he's bringing us back. Third year is the, the, the year for he, – he's going to bring us back. He, he rebuilds. He's a rebuilder. George Seifert, I mean, the dude left the team in 2001. He was fired. John Fox won a Super Bowl two years later. So, I mean –
5: if you're going to, I mean, that, that's just what I'm going on, y'all. I mean. I know. Um, look, is, uh, Matt Rule, not no one's happy with him right now. Ron Rivera, better coach than maybe we gave him credit for, at least made us competitive, never got back-to-back wins. John Fox never got back-to-back wins. Both stacked together good defenses like you talked about, strong running attacks. But let's not shit on George Seifert and his five Super Bowls with San Francisco. Uh, with the with the crappy ass Panthers team, uh, maybe he wasn't the end. But uh, Matt Rule nowhere in that uh, he's got a lot. To well, prove. hang on before he's you, got a lot.
1: Before before you go to the next call, okay. I, I do want to say I'm no, I'm noticing a trend in Panther fans where it's like you know I've seen this song and dance before, Ooh, like the same Cody. problems. The same problems are continuing to rear their head. So why should I continue to believe? Oh, this year, the Panthers are going to be the bell at the ball. I'm telling you, man, I feel like after these past two seasons where our expectations were sent to the moon, sky high, fans ain't down with the bullshit no more. We want results, and we don't want it a few weeks from now. We want them now.
5: Uh, yeah, good stuff. Next call.
11: NBC, dogs. I told y'all, man. I told motherfuckers a long goddamn time ago that Matt Rude is a fucking bum. A mediocre college coach. Him and Phil Snow. Especially Phil Snow had that interview talking about how the defense was number nine in the run defense last year. And real quick, man, for all you motherfuckers talking about, we got a number two defense. Shut that bullshit up. You silly motherfuckers. But real quick, man, I give a shout at the to motherfuckers and goddamn D, baby. Goddamn the motherfucking GOAT. You've been on the same shit I've been on. This goddamn this clown show fucking circus and damn solid. It's fucking embarrassing, man. This shit is fucking embarrassing. Just bring Cam back, man. Fuck it, bring Cam back. Something got them tickets, something, man. But look, man, Baker Mayfield. told you, like he's a motherfucking bomb. He leading the league Ooh. in since 2018. Matter of fact, Becky Mayfield never has never has never ever won an opening game in his career. And with the Cleveland Browns winning that opening game against us Sunday, That's that was their first time man. winning the opening game in like twenty-something years. Just to put that in perspective, they got rid of yeah, and Miles Garrett didn't even fucking opener. practice all week. You know, I mean, this shit is just fucking terrible, man. <laughs> fucking terrible, man. Then, even though the Falcons lost Sunday to the Saints, the Falcons probably gonna whip our ass this year. We'll <laughs> be lucky to get one game against the Falcons. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's, just, it's just like it's going to yeah. be a long time goddamn that yeah, year, man. I don't down see down. Matt a more credit. Especially if you lose next week to the Giants. We lost to the Giants last year, so. And I'll say Matt Rue probably going to be out of here probably about a goddamn beat six. He out of here, man.
6: Eventually, You
11: know? But, uh, shit. The best thing you can do is every game, make sure so you got you some liquor, some weed, whatever you got there, whatever it's your goddamn source of poison. You know what I'm saying? And get fucked up and enjoy this motherfucking rollercoaster vibe, man. Until it's over with. You know, we'll maybe Pepper has up. finally learned his fucking lesson and get a real fucking coach. Now do this dumbass shit. I can't believe you get this motherfucker all this fucking money. You know what I'm saying? All he does is get out coached every fucking game. Then temper how the fuck got that Christian McCaffrey only true. got 13 fucking carries. What the fuck? Maybe get all these fucking running all back right, running man, running
5: man, fucking. Appreciate it, C dog. He's a great listener to the show, great supporter, mm-hmm. like he always says. Smashes the thumbs, thumbs up button, be a part of the conversation, show your like, uh, and by subscribing. Um, you know, I think this is what we'll what we'll talk about. I want you guys to think about as we listen to the next call. Is what is the number that gets through week eight, through like what week? And we let's just say week eight, the trade deadline. What is the record that we have that. Matt Rule is fired then. All right, let's go to the next goal.
20: What's up, C3? This is Tim. Uh, I was just going to call and say that we've been let down again. Nothing new. Um, But I will say this. The resiliency that Baker Mayfield showed to bring his team back after all the dropped snaps, all the mistakes that were made, he bounced back. We did what we had to do to take the lead. And – there's not much more you can do to that. They could have played a whole lot better, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, but I mean Baker looks pretty good. Uh the snaps, they gotta clean that up. The batted balls, that's gonna happen. He's five foot one, something like that. <laughs> but yeah, Five-one. I'm optimistic about what this season can hold. Uh, love you guys show. Keep fucking pounding.
7: Appreciate hey. it. That that is a great call. Can I just point out real quick? That is something we said about Sam Darnold last year that we didn't like, and it's his problem: is that he can't pull himself out of a slump when he comes in there. So that is we should give. I feel like that's a good point. Baker should get a left. When the pressure was when on, when the pressure was on, Sam Darnold
6: crumbled. Yeah, uh, and Baker didn't. Baker didn't. But at the same time, Baker had Christian McCaffrey, and when Sam had Christian McCaffrey, he went three and zero to start the season.
5: Fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Next call.
6: What's up? This is
5: uh,
19: Nostalgia Hall Um Just calling in with my thoughts. Uh, I was at the game on Sunday, so I was a little bit too drunk and angry to uh, to call in for the postgame show. Uh, I, I mean, I think we had a real, real mixed bag on Sunday. Um, you know, Baker didn't start out very sharp. Uh, super confused with... The elf line start over Bozeman, and I don't know how much of the snapping troubles um, were on Pat. Definitely some of it was was on Baker. Um, you know, getting getting passes knocked down at the line of scrimmage. I mean you know, I think that's a function of his height. Um, but we we settled in a little bit, and, and he definitely he definitely made some clean plays. Uh, Chris McCaffrey having you know 14 total touches, only. Three or four rushes in the first half, like, Ben McNew might be smoking crack. Um, that was tough to watch. And the defense, while they did get gashed, they made, made some stops when it counted. Um, you know, bad pass interference call, take away the pick. I don't know, just a super, super mixed bag. Like, overreaction Monday is a thing for sure. Uh, you know, don't, don't get too high or too low or, or make, you know, jumps. You know, like huge jumps to conclusions after one week, you know, we probably won't really know until week four or five. Um, but definitely um, there should be some clarity on how good our defense can be and whether or not, you know, we can scheme to stop the run because Saquon's going to bring it. And if we were going to be hyper-effective against the run, you would think that would have been against a team with a quarterback who's not a real threat, like, it, like Jacoby just said. So we'll see. Uh, you know, mixed bag for sure. Uh, but what we do, we uh, we we keep we keep pounding. And if it's not, you know, if the future isn't with this squad, you know, we're gonna we're about to tear the motherfucking thing down, anyways. Uh, to, yeah, so
9: okay.
19: you know, mixed bag. My favorite call. Uh, of I'm night. still hopeful that we can turn it around. And the easiest path forward would be if this crew could get it turned around.
5: Right. Amen. Uh, my favorite call of the night. Uh, let's keep going.
11: This is me see, Dog. I hate to call it in again, yeah. but. Nope. <laughs>
5: We got us uh, uh, We're gonna get, We got We're gonna have to put a limit on. Uh, we have a. We're, we're trying to go to a one limit. Uh, which I'm gonna have to get on. Be go on to. But we appreciate the support. Let's go to the next call.
10: Hey guys, Chuck from the Louisville City, aka Carolina Sports Guy, oh, just job. calling back. It's the second part of that call, so and I was making a the... comment, uh, a yeah, statement yeah, yeah, about a cool it cool. doesn't hurt as much cool. to lose because yeah. we're used to it. And I, I guess what I'm saying is now these losses. Is... Hey guys, calling early today. I guess this game's really settled in pretty well, and I'm kind of getting used to losing, guys. This is Chuck from Losing City, a.k.a. Carolina Sports guy. Chuck. I guess it comes down to really looking at that last drive we had the ball, we kicked the field goal. You know, you look at the clock, it's about a minute and 24 seconds left. We got a first down on the 14. Now, (laughs) this is where Matt Rule and his coaching staff, it's called in-game coaching. It's not halftime adjustments, not being prepared before the game or Talking about it after the game's over, what you should have done or didn't do. It's being in the heat of the moment. Looking, you know, we get all into the game, and sometimes we, you know, just like we had a situation where the refs kind of jogged us on two plays. At the end for Cleveland, the Brown Burns rough in the pass, which was a joke, but what was even more is uh, the Covey Bursette with a fake spike, which should have been a penalty. And the refs jogged us on that one. I mean, it definitely cost us the game, but it never was to come to that if it wasn't for in-game coaching. First and 10 from the twenty from the 14, or a minute 24. You know, they used their timeouts, but we did not execute 10 yards to get a first down on that drive. Touchdown would have been nice, but field goal wins it, and of course that's not guaranteed. But if you come up with play design, mind you, between the Eflin and Mayfield, Snap was boxed on one play. But we have to find a way, the coaching staff, I understand players execute. They have to come up with a plan to get 10 yards and get a first down inside that four yard line. We don't need the touchdown. Great if we get it. But by getting the first down, Cleveland's out of timeouts. We get a new set of downs. And we can run the clock all the way down. If we don't get the touchdown, we can run it all the way down to the last play of the game and then kick a chip shot field goal. If here is the in-game coaching, and Matt Rule and his coaching staff fails, and that's why we have an eight-game losing streak, we're not as bad as it looks, but we're miles away from having the quality players who can overcome this coaching staff. And don't get me wrong, Matt Rule is bad as he's been in I do not miss Ron Rivera, but because we lose so much, guys. All right, mm-hmm. man,
5: Chuck, we appreciate the call. I think you bring up and we're going to kind of, we're going to move on to the last call tonight night after this is uh, if you, um, I think this, what brings this begs or this question I would love about this call is that this was a failure on so many levels, yeah. right? It's a failure on coaching. What coaching? Offensive and defensive head coaching, right? It was a failure in player execution where offense and defense, um, you have Baker Mayfield who had did good things and bad things. The number of the fumbles, I think, were all on Baker. I mean, I know there might have been one. There were there was one that's listed in the playbook as being a fun uh um a, there's like a on Eflin, right? We can say that. But this man straight dropped him. He was like, you know, and he did this in the preseason too. And I don't know if I think some of its jitters, you know, I think some of it he was trying to make some, you know, so ready to make something happen. That was some of it. But like even he had good and bad everything, every every group had good and bad. Or I would say things that need to be better. I won't even say good. i would just say every group has things that need to be better.
1: Nobody was perfect. Nobody (laughs) did their job 100 percent effectively. No. Again, this is up and or down. Or even
5: eighty percent effectively.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it And and again, listen to what he said at the start of that call. I'm getting used to this losing. I mean, how long is David Tepper just going to stay used to the losing and believing of a higher vision?
5: We did uh, like this comment from Rare Gamer 99. He says Baker can score in the red zone. How long has it had since we had that? You know, Baker uh, made some things happen when he needed to for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's going to get better. I think we're going to get better. I don't know if that getting better is going to be enough to make us
6: happy at the end of the day, though. Right. Yeah. That's going to, if if we feel like we're getting better, but almost at the, here's the thing that is going to frustrate people on Cody's level beyond just beyond anything else in the world is if we are better but not good. You know what I mean? Like we're better. Mm-hmm. Like we're a better that's team the fear. That is yep. the fear. Right. Even if Baker comes in here and proves he's above average as far as a quarterback, which that's the, 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 everything's still out on that. The jury's still out on that. He's, he's had good years. He's had bad years. Uh, And, and, and right now we're in that, like, this is the biggest prove it year of his entire career. We can only hope that that motivates him to be a better quarterback. But if he comes in here and he wins, eight uh, or nine games. Fuck well, that nah, dude. Like he's screwing us out of a, out of an opportunity to get a, uh, to get a franchise quarterback this year in the draft. Um, I, I don't think we brought him over here thinking he was going to be the guy I think a lot of us had hope that maybe he could be, and we're still going to see what that looks like. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of, there's a lot to prove for us to get that, you know? All right, let's go to the next call.
21: Hey guys. It's the brow that makes him howl, aka Joey the Blind Panther. And I wanted to call and talk about something. The Giants next week. Um, I am like, the Giants are like my second favorite team because one, I have a lot of family up there that follows the Giants, and two, I adore New York City. And I just love hearing people with those accents talk about football, it's entertaining. So I'm listening to a Giants podcast and they the game. Uh, we're going to get out coach next week, guys, because if they have Brian Dable, they have, you know, he knows how to use his talent he's got, and he does have some, I know people clown on the Giants' talent. Yes, they were bad last year, but they had Joe Judge. Um, we still have the bum, Matt Rule, you know, the king of bless his heart, you know, that guy? Yeah. So, um, could we beat them? Yeah. Could we lose to them? Yeah. So um, they, they did real good, you know. So that's my thoughts on the game next week. Uh, do y'all agree or disagree? And uh, that's it, guys. Looking forward to next week. I do think we have something here uh, with Baker Mayfield in company because when he turns it on, he can turn it on, you know you saw what happened on sunday anyway guys
5: thank you for the call you know i think that hits on so many of the like kind of the conversation we've been circling the whole the whole night you know and uh what we need to know is this is until um how do we be how do we think if we're glass half full or glass half empty is like you know what the panthers are going to be the ones that have to determine that for us it is the cup is empty right now until they start putting some water in it for us you know mm-hmm. i mean at some point they got to give us something right uh and instead of us trying to reason them through why we should be happier than we are right or you know so look um, the giants game means much more than it should the Panthers need to go out there and prove that this was a game that good things happened in, that there were good things that can be gleaned and improvements made from last year to this year. And they need to, as someone said, uh, show us that it's not a microcosm of last season. you know. Mm-hmm. And right now, the Panthers have really changed very little over the entire time that Matt Rule has been here. They're kind of about the same team, that they've been and one that is not very formidable at this point i want to thank everybody first of all if that's in the chat room who is a c3 super fan you can be a part of that by joining you just look for the join button um on youtube if you're on iphone sometimes you got to alter it by going into the browser and getting out of the mobile version uh because youtube and, or google and i and apple are always fighting in the background i'm pretty sure that's why that exists in that component in that capacity but you can join for $1.99 a month and support and show uh, your support of the show. You can support the show by smashing the thumbs up button. Like, uh, like C dog says that is free. You can call into the show at 252-228-5098. We got a ton of more content coming to you guys throughout the week. Last week we made our picks, Greg. Um, I know this is the whole, the whole squad went over on the Carolina Panthers. Yep. Um, (laughs) Uh what was the what were the results of our picks last week? If we were 0 for there, I picked uh I probably I think I picked against Tampa like an idiot.
7: You picked no yeah, you picked against Tampa and so did I. So we're 0 and two right there.
5: And I know I got the uh the foul, the Saints pick right. So I'm uh one and two.
7: You're one and two. Cody is one. And, excuse me, two and one. CK is two and one, and I'm one and three. How are you? One and three. I'm one, one, and one and one and two. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: we're both one and two. Yeah. All right, so we got to make up Don some and the here. Yeah, me and you. You guys are tied. Oh, You're a up one oh, game. Oh, excuse right me. Now. We I'm zero. We were idiots, and, three. Three. Me. and we tried to pick.
7: I'm zero and three. Oh. I picked. I picked Atlanta over New Orleans.
6: Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> so that's right, through. you did. I was sitting
7: there, I was like, there's no way me and Tony are tied. We had different you
6: almost like out, a yeah. genius, bro. You almost like a genius. We'll put you guys look, to we're choke, gonna put bro. we're gonna put the podcast in the order. Hey, oh, I
4: shit. like
1: that. I like <laughs> that. Hey, on top number one, baby. Let's go.
5: We're on uh, that hill. All right, you guys <laughs> are the winners. You guys uh pa- Panthers at New York Giants. Must win game, Cody Lashney. Do the Panthers go and pull it out right now. Two and a half point underdogs, I believe.
6: Underdogs to the fucking giants? Are you kidding me?
9: Sorry.
5: Hey.
6: Yeah.
9: <laughs> anyway.
1: Um look, people are gonna get really upset, but from now on, I'm just calling them like I see them. Uh I'm saying 27 23 New York Giants. Okay. Um,
5: Sorry. all right. Uh Cody's <laughs> going giants ck.
6: Um, I'm going uh, the Panthers, but I'm going to go 21-20 because Geno misses an extra point. Uh, I'm
5: going Panthers on the road in a must-win game. Uh, Right now, I have no reason necessarily to pick them to win other than I want them to win. I think we could have won that game, and I think the Panthers and Baker Mayfield and that offense gets better. I don't know if the defense gets better, but if the defense doesn't learn from last week, they need to sell out and stop the run at all costs. This is a must win game for the Panthers. I think the Panthers go on the road and actually have a somewhat decisive win at, let's say,
7: 27-17 Carolina Panthers. And, you know, I'm just going to – well, I'm not going to make it 4-4 because I guess Cody didn't go with uh, Carolina. I'm going to go with Carolina as well. Uh, And I'm going to go – I'm actually going to go kind of just like this week. I think it's going to be very similar to this week's score um, because I think we're playing a very similar team, not strong quarterback play, very strong running back play. So let's just go with 26-24, Carolina. I needed to make up a game
5: against Cody. We all – CK could come out ahead in that. Like, that's a way he could stay on pace. I tell you this, if the Panthers don't win this game, I'm not picking the Panthers to win until they win a game. Kind of like I'm gumming on the Cody Hill at that point. It's like uh, they're going to have to show me that I should pick them because this is the last we-need-to-win pick I'm going to make. All right, who we got next? Uh, And the line is two, two and a half. Uh, for the Carolina Panthers there. Two and a half point dogs. Week two schedule. Let's see who else is up. Um, We've got where the hell is everybody? Chargers, Patriots, Steelers, Panthers, Giants, Jets, Browns, Dolphins, Ravens, Bucks, Commanders. Falcons, Rams. Falcons on the road with the Rams after a loss. Uh, I will start us off with this. Give me the Rams.
1: All right. Yeah, I say Rams gonna bounce back. W you never bet on the Falcons. I'm taking the Rams.
6: Yeah, I'm going Rams as well. Four for four.
5: Yeah, and we also got Bucks at Saints. Um, I think the Bucks offense. Is it Bucks at
6: Saints or Bucks at Commanders? I thought you said Commanders a second ago. No, uh, it's Bucks at Saints. Okay I said
5: Commanders.
7: Yeah, said yeah You said commanders, and you were going down the list of stuff, but it wasn't one of the. Teams. Oh, oh! I was
5: he just said, running down. You said oh, okay.
1: bucks, and then commanders. Um, I, as much as I hate to say it, man, I kind of, I kind of think New Orleans pulls off the upset. And by the Starting way, New Orleans, two and New Orleans has a good track record uh, against the Bucks. Yeah, so, they do. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm taking New Orleans.
5: Well, they yeah, the New Orleans uh, beat the Green Bay Packers in their opener last year and they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their opener the year before. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, look, I watched Tom Brady still can sling it. He didn't have great numbers necessarily, but he still got it. Uh all of that hype is over. How did we how did I even for a second down them against the the Cowboys? I want the bucks here.
11: Nice. Um, i'm
6: going I'm going Saints, did you see how bad that offensive line played with the injuries they had? Tom Brady got knocked down a lot more than I would have expected him to um he's not gonna have Godwin. Julio Jones was okay, but he wasn't an it factor in that uh in that game um it was very underwhelming, which Tom Brady tends to be the first game of the season anyway, so I hesitate to put you know to put the saints above them but i think the saints coming off of a pretty major comeback i don't want to do this but i think the saints pull it out all right um look look we got a couple of
5: late
7: night warrior calls right here let's I can't get my pick quick.
6: hey
7: guys um, you,
5: i thought you made it sorry
7: <laughs> no i was just i was going to say the the uh the bucks over the saints on this one simply because you, I, you know we Jameis Winston threw for 269 yards and two touchdowns last week, almost all in the fourth quarter, and he won. And people praise him for it. The exact same thing almost Baker Mayfield did, and people want to give him hell for it. So for the same reason, I'm just going to say they started slow. They're playing against a better defense with Tampa Bay. So I think Tampa Bay doesn't let them explode at the end. I like it.
21: It's the growl that makes them howl, a.k.a. Joey the Blind Panther.
7: And I wanted to call and talk about
21: something the Giants next week. Oh, um,
5: this call, right? No, yeah, I said two more.
13: I'm a fan of Baker from Texas. <laughs> and I'll tell you one thing. It wasn't him that let the Panthers down against the Browns. It was a defense and a bullshit call from the officials. But it also goes down to the point of I was a college quarterback. This is this. this. And they, I mean, if you get good coaching around Baker, he has nothing but extreme like Super Bowl quality, and if not Super Bowl quality, at least getting you to the playoffs every year. So take wow. that for what you want.
5: He said the but hardest
13: part. I, I I think
5: good coach. I think
13: the defense let the team down on Sunday. So Baker, thank was y'all. I enjoy watching y'all's podcast. Yeah,
5: Thanks a lot. I think uh, we said a lot this in the post game guys is the thing is, is that game would have been, we would have been dead in the water after a start like that with Sam Darnold or even Teddy Bridgewater being able to come back and play from behind uh, particularly Sam Darnold, making some fumbles like that, that pick he would have been at, at least his track record shows him seeing being mentally destroyed. Teddy Bridgewater just wouldn't have taken the shots necessary in the moments to get you um, get you back in the game. And I think that Baker made a lot of mistakes, man, As I think that uh, the batted balls are uh, we're going to see if this is, uh, you know, just a habit or, you know, always happening. I've seen I saw it in the few games that I went back and watched in Cleveland, even in his best season. So that was something that exists in his game. The fumbles, though, fumbles, fumbles, fumbles. But we got to love this is Baker Mayfield went over there and got mad, got angry and got us back in the game um so look i expect baker mayfield to have better performances going forward let's go to the next call
0: hey what's up it's ty calling back hey i'm gonna say something about baker here's the thing about that guy you know out of 10 he's a six out of 10 you know what i'm saying he's gonna do a lot of things good he's gonna do a lot of things to keep the fan base going he's gonna keep you guys rah rah and you know he's gonna say some edgy shit you know he's he's a a baker bro you know, so he's going to have some people on his side and he's going to do some good things. But at the end of the day, when it come down to that fourth quarter or it come down to that critical play, he don't ever show up. You know what I'm saying? And he does those cardiac interceptions. You know what I'm saying? At the wrong, absolute wrong, inopportune time, going to throw a cardiac interception. Then, or he might not show up the first quarter or he might not show up the fourth quarter. It's going to be something, but it's not going to be good enough. And he's going to be good enough to keep you guys from getting the franchise quarterback for the next couple years. You know what I'm saying? If you guys sign him, you guys are gonna be, man, eh, around a six and eleven ish uh, type of season. You know what I'm saying? Six and eleven. I
6: think for maybe seven.
0: In, you know what I'm saying? Maybe seven wins, but I don't see much. You know what I'm saying? Plus, you guys gotta get a team around that guy anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys got a decent receiver core. You know, um, offensive line, yeah. Eh. You need a pounder back too. You know what I'm saying? CMC's cool, but you need a pounder back, and uh, you definitely gotta address the. Defensive
5: line and the linebackers. Thank you. I do, I'm going to look. Mm-hmm. I I don't like the the Browns takes, fans that takes it like a, their poor takes on CMC. Right? They saw him hurt for two, you know, missing mm-hmm. games for two years. And they saw Nick Chubb get the ball and be fed 22 carries in this game. And CMC just put on the shelf. You would look at CMC and see his game is so versatile that you go, oh, he's not a between the tackles runner. But he does. He does it all, man. He does, he does all, right? but,
6: but he's not wrong either. Right. Okay. He's not wrong either. I mean, we, that's what we brought Foreman in here for anyway. And we just refuse to run the ball. Um, you know, that's the biggest problem right now is, I mean, that is probably one of the better calls of the night um, because I think it is an even killed approach. Um, and I, I don't think it's an emotional thought process. I think he's coming here with a, a direct path to why he believes to what he believes um, and, and I think that that's, that's fair. He also pointed out our flaws, uh, which anybody watching that game would have seen, which is our defensive line got no pressure without a blitz, um, and our linebacking core is leaving a lot to be desired. Um, that's, that's really the bottom line. Uh, I think 6-11 and 11 gets us one of those franchise quarterbacks this year, by the way, personally. Uh,
1: okay. Maybe. Uh, I, will, I will say that was my biggest fear that Baker Mayfield was going to keep us good enough to continue to coast without ever being in range to draft the quarterback that we need and that we would just be incrementally better and still be another basement dweller. So, yeah, that is my fear.
5: Fantastic stuff. You've been listening to the C3 Panthers (laughs) podcast, the longest-running Panthers podcast on the internet, live every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. until right until and we keep going not only the longest running panthers podcast we're the longest panthers podcast but you know it you love it look at these people still calling in people still watching still being a part of the chat we ask you to support the show by subscribing right smashing that thumbs up button checking us out on itunes tune in stitcher wherever you get your podcasts and supporting our sponsors manscaped with the promo code panthers for 20% off your order, and free shipping, as well as prize picks, 100% deposit bonus for daily fantasy football, daily fantasy sports. You can go there and make some coin using the code C3. The last segment of the show, guys, is the Ice Up picks. Let's ice some fools up. And the Ice Up segment, if you don't know about it, it's where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. Here's our, our homage to Steve Smith. All right. Um, I'm going to go first. It's kind of uh, one. Um, it's a dual pick. It's a dual ice up pick, and it comes from the Friday or from the Sunday night, Monday night football game when it comes to maybe it's a trifecta pick all about the same things. Um, the Denver Broncos go to Seattle oh, a bitch. And, and lose, and they straight lose. Uh, I'm mad at Russell Wilton for not getting two t- passing touchdowns and losing the prize pick that should have won me. Uh, for one in this game, uh, you got to ice up Russell Wilson and this head coach in his debut as they let the clock count down and tried to, with three timeouts, they had, like, all their timeouts, it looked like, they didn't call timeout. Peyton Manning is over there on the simulcast going, what the hell are you guys doing? What the hell are you guys doing? They end up kicking a 63-yard field or try, attempting a 63- or 64-yard field goal Um, and it was fourth and five and you pay a guy $230 million. You trade these draft picks and you don't put the ball in his hands. You are terrible clock management at the same time. You should have gone for it on fourth down. You should have taught, called a timeout and talked about it. It's not like giving them the ball back. Even if you kicked, it was going to be that much of a fear at that point. You should have had more faith in Russell Wilson. And you know what? So I'm going to ice up that. Uh, coach, but I'm also going to ice up Russell Wilson. He should have called the damn timeout. He should have said, you know what? I've been in this league doing this longer than you have, sir. Let me come over here. I'll be here when you're not. So uh, ice up to that, and uh, this is kind of emblematic of it. I just want to say uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is just like hey, man, when you celebrate, you celebrate. Uh, and um.
9: The
5: <laughs> I don't even know who this is grabbing Godwin, Godwin's butt, man. But this is a good, hefty squeeze right here. Of this, and he was saying, This is that Broncos, uh, one last minute fourth down call, and uh, the inability to call a timeout was straight cheeks. That's what he's saying right there. So, to you, Russell, Russell Wilson gets it first. He should have been the one, I think, that called the timeout and said, "Hey, let's let's really talk about this. What the hell are we doing? Let's go for it. Fourth and five. Ice up, Russell Wilson.
1: Ice up, ice up." So, um, mine is is to uh always know that you have cameras on you at all times,
9: mm-hmm.
1: um, especially at an airport. Dude, tell me this isn't the craziest <laughs> lick that you have ever seen. Watch this woman right here. Okay. So this man, he's at the baggage check. His headset falls onto the conveyor belt. Chick grabs him, picks him up. Deuces I'm fucking out of here. This dude's looking around trying to find Dude, how cold is that? She had not. Wow. She didn't have a second thought about taking this poor bastard's headset. Grabs it, picks it up.
6: Can I, can I point out one thing? It's gotta be fake.
1: So people were saying that in the in the comments. It was never verified though. I
5: like, also heard that it could have been his wife and she saw him drop his headphones and just like, messing with him, right? Or just picked him up, not thinking he was gonna freak
6: out. But they do that. Video- like that. why would they be videotaping that right there, though? Like, true. What's the point Ooh, of having yeah, your man. camera out in that moment? Oh. Like, there's no logic to that whatsoever. Good point. I, I
1: will say that I chose this over a much nastier ice-up pick.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so may, may, maybe this is uh, fake. But uh, but the thing is that it doesn't surprise me in today's world that someone would be so brazen about doing something like uh-huh. this. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty messed up. Uh, so to those people who are just constantly looking to get a leg up on someone, you're on camera, stupid. Ice-up.
6: All right. So since uh, Tony had taken my uh, one about the timeout in the uh, final uh, minute and a half, by the way, they had four minutes on the clock when they got the ball back and they didn't even get within 60 yards of the, (laughs) of the field goal before they had to kick the field goal. Like they, they drained three and a half minutes off the clock and, and they didn't even move like 40 yards down the field. Like it's it's insane. Anyway. um, So, I'm sure you guys all remember the Super Bowl where just give it to Marshawn. Just give it to Marshawn. Mm-hmm. And Russell Wilson throws an interception. Mm-hmm. Well, on Monday Night Football, they decided to give it to their running back on the goal line oh, twice. Mm-hmm. And he fumbled, and it was recovered by the Seahawks twice on the goal line. I just got to say, like, the irony is Fucking hysterical. That, on top of the fact that the, the Falcons continue to find a way to blow fourth quarter leads, like the list of fourth quarter leads that the, the Falcons have blown over the past three, four, or five years is hysterical. Like, hysterical how bad that is. I mean, um, it's got to so, be like 33 to three. To, so, the ironic endings like that, um, I have to say, Ice Up Sun. Right on ice up. Greg,
5: what you got for us?
7: Mine's really simple, man. Really low hanging fruit. Brad Rogers, the head referee at the Carolina yeah. game. I'm pretty sure that was his name. Yeah. Uh, look, dude, we, we talked about it at the beginning of the, end of the show, like you, there's only two explanations to why you got that wrong, especially when your definition of why you didn't call it was the exact definition of why it's a penalty. It, you're either being told not to call it or you just don't know the rules. Roger Goodell sent a text the other day. I'll give me half the money they're doing right there. And I promise you I'll, I'll do it and, and learn the rules whenever I referee. So I think it's absolutely ridiculous that on this level that, you know, we touched on earlier, we have part-time referees in this billion dollar corporation. And it's, it's really kind of, I know I'm reacting to this because it just happened to me and it happens to people all the time, but I feel like this ruins the game. And I feel like it really, really does. This is changes- where
5: They need an orange flag. The NFL needs to be able to intercede. They need exactly. to have a, They need to have an a referee that's watching In from New York or from New York that's just watching, that has a direct feed that can like say one second. We're not going to do this a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't do this unless there's an egregious misreading of the rules. But mm-hmm. like we should. There's, you know, I mean, is you already slow the game down a ton with commercials and this and that. If you do this once every seven or eight games or you do it four or five times a year where you where you all of a sudden there's a, oh, New York's called. We're going to review this play
6: and it could be anything. They should do that. Well, Mm -hmm. the thing that's interesting to me is I think the reason they didn't want to do that is they're like they don't want to slow down the game. But my thought is, like, it's all about money with them, right? You've Mm -hmm. added an extra game already to the slate. That's expanding the season. That's not slowing down the game. I mean, that's not that speeding up the game. That's slowing it down a little bit by adding Mm -hmm. the 17th game, right? So, if anything, by doing it that way, you're getting an extra commercial break in, potentially, at least once a game, maybe. Uh, You know, I think the biggest thing is it's got to be, it's got to be, like, if it's in the fourth quarter, Right. Fourth yeah, quarter, there's got to be rules for you it. You have yeah. like if it changes the outcome of a game, it needs to be able to be reviewed. And I think mm-hmm. that is uh, that is a that should be discussed. Um, mm-hmm. that way it doesn't slow down the game to where every other call is getting reviewed because that would get fucking annoying. But I mean, if it's that final two drives and it's a game, like it is a a, a drive that is impactful to the outcome of that game very clearly, then Fucking go ahead. They need to that. just
5: write it. Yeah, they need to just write it into the rules as something egregious. Mm-hmm. Like an egregious mistake by the official like is that no, it's like we're not gonna like, oh, that spot wasn't right by an inch or something like that. But like when they have a call, and I guess maybe the fear is this is that if they don't make a call, then you don't want them to like throw the flag. Right. It we'll would just have make to it to only an- be. Yeah, yeah, just on true. flags that are out. Maybe you just say this is that we reserve the right <laughs> if a flag is thrown and a penalty is called or some mistake is made in the interpretation of the rules to intercede.
7: Or you could also fix it by just saying you can challenge one penalty a game. You have two red flags, but you can challenge one penalty a game because they don't allow a challenge on penalties. But allow, allow the ch- team to challenge at any point in time in the game, allow them to challenge one penalty a game. That will not slow the game down that much. Could you could you just find the the refs a game check? I don't think it matters. Then they probably make more of their doctor and judge jobs than they do. Yeah, you know. I know it's a strange NFL. thing. It's like why you want to be anyway?
5: All right, uh, ice up, Brad Rogers, uh, yes. and ice up officiating that doesn't that really impacts the game. And as we know, the game goes on, the deeper it goes on, the more the calls and the plays are, are meaningful. You know, you make a bad throw in quarter one, there's gotta be some sort of game theory about that is how, like, as there are less plays in the rest of the game, the more valuable each play becomes, you know, if there's only 20 games, 20 plays left, you only have, it's one of 20 plays instead of one of 80 plays earlier on. So, um, that's when it really kind of compounds is that's why people say fourth quarter, final two minutes, things like that. Um, And in this case, um, it really gave them a shot to win. Uh, The Panthers shouldn't have been in that case anyway, right? They shouldn't have been in that position. Uh, We need them to not be in that position um, on Sunday. So look, we got more content coming to you. We're going to be lining up um, uh, the beat check tomorrow night. We're going to see who we can get for that. Still got some guests in mind. Uh, See if we can get, both a New York guy and a Carolina beat writer on here. Uh, we got debate my take coming this week. We have the uh, Madden simulation, the Friday free for all. And uh, on the Sunday, we got the post game show and the post game show was rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember, we're going to one call uh, per one call per game per show. It's what we're trying to move to to make sure that everybody's opinion gets heard and we continue to enhance and deliver our content and expand it um, as we go forward. Uh, Cody, uh, as my, the local radio station or the pirate radio that I go on, they have a post-game show, and uh, they found their first audio bombers. We get the D-bombers on Friday free-for-all, but now it was a thing. The first time in their 20 years of doing this post-game show, people are audio-bombing. And now they're having to put in protocols for delay, tape delays and things like that. because people
6: Yeah, are coming we know on about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we uh, know all uh, about that. Hey, let's just say there are some dicks out there, both literally and figuratively.
6: <laughs> and they all need to be talking about Manscaped. If you guys are interested, yes. uh, yeah. go to way. Manscaped.com. If you're going to be showing your dick on screen, go to Manscaped.com. Use Panthers as the code. You'll get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. And uh, all listen, right. you don't have to be embarrassed about what you show on screen anymore. If my back doesn't heal up, count me in
5: for Friday free for all and um, yeah, uh, geeks chasing squirrels through the multiverse. I am caught nice. up, I am caught up on how on hot D, nice. on oh, the really? dragon,
9: yeah, okay. caught
5: up. Yeah, um, yeah, this so stuff. I can talk, <laughs> I, I can talk all about that and how. Uh, really took a turn in this past episode i don't know it's like i felt like it was gaining i don't know if i
7: like this episode (laughs) different things like that um greg where can they find your work like like you were just saying geeks chasing squirrels across the multiverse on fridays Uh, just geeks chasing squirrels on youtube you can usually find it uh it's 9 p.m eastern standard time on youtube uh this week we're talking about some hot d rings of power cobra kai lower decks and she ho i mean she hulk um, <laughs> so, you know, the opposite of what do D23. Do what they want you to
9: think
5: woke ass woke ass Disney with she as their new uh, show uh, CK how can they follow
6: you? Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms at Codizzle Allen um, and uh, of course here on C3 we're going to be doing the, uh, the Madden simulation every week we're going to be doing a live stream Uh, Any of the guys are more than welcome to join in here, and we'll basically do a play-by-play, talk about how Madden uh, continues to see the Panthers being an absolute disappointment. This past week was uh, honestly quite reminiscent of how the game went, to be quite honest. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. Cody, where what can they expect from you and us
5: at C3? I know I ran through it, but it doesn't hurt to say again what you want them to hear.
1: Yeah, man. Join me every Friday at 7 p.m. for the Friday Free-For-All the show for the fans, by the fans. You can come on via StreamYard. I'll post the link in the description and in the chat. You can be a part of the show. That's every Friday at 7 p.m., the Friday Free-For-All. Hey, uh, man, we've got the cult of Free-For-All going over there, man. My boys, we rode over there in them free for all hills so come check us out uh every friday at 7 p.m and uh you can find my written work on drafttech.com where i am the panthers analyst writing first round comments for the carolina panthers so how did
7: you guys do in your prize picks horrible uh i got two two of them I missed one on everything. Let's put it that way. So I didn't, you got, I didn't win anything. I, I missed at least Friday one
5: free every for Did the Friday free for all? We hit got two.
1: Anything? No, we got two, and then lost the other two. Went, went two for two, and I went so all. You broke
5: even. So you broke even, though. No, I mean, no, 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 no I didn't. I didn't
1: break anything. I, I had to. Oh, get so all you four. didn't actually? Did so th- you
5: didn't get? You didn't get all of them that it was
7: required on any yeah, of them. Yeah, okay. I went
1: all. Away. I went on the ten times multiplier. All four.
7: So, it's the only way okay, to go. you're gonna kick yourself yeah. in the butt if you get them all four uh, right. You so, what my friend time.
5: likes to do, my friend likes to do five dollar entry and he does five picks and it pays mm. 50 bucks. So, that's There's like his, his yeah. go to. It's like it's Minimal hard, but when it before. hits, it hits you make five dollars. And it's like for him, that's like a good return that he likes. So, do a look, lunch uh, lunch. Friday free for all versus the Tuesday show. Right now, we got to make up some grounds. That's for sure. Prize picks using the promo code C3. Cody Lack, uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Cat underscore Chronicles. But let's get the hell out of here. Take us out of here, my friend. Thanks for all the callers. Thanks for all the super chatters. Thanks for all the uh, super fans. Um, And we're going to continue to bring you um, some of the best, most diverse Panthers content on the Internet as we go forward. Take us out of here, Cody.
1: Panther Nation, until next time, keep pounding.